0: Seventh, two thousand twenty two, a this sports show shall begin right about he is always cooking, and the boys might have been off in their statement of the greatest sport on earth, but the NFL never, ever misses. This Sunday, this past Sunday, sorry, week nine slate was incredible. Some teams that we could have never fathomed to be good are now staring down good seasons. Some teams that we thought were going to be great continue to be abysmal. Speaking of one of those teams, we have some breaking news to start the show. the team right here in Indianapolis, Indiana, who is currently sitting at 3-5-1 after an embarrassing and abysmal loss to the New England Patriots just one day ago. The owner of that team, Jim Irsay, has announced that he has fired head coach and offensive coordinator Frank Reich as the Colts coach and coordinator. This is a big-time deal because for the last couple of weeks, this Indianapolis Colts team has appeared to be out of sorts. Mm-hmm. For the last couple of weeks... This team has seemed to be uninspired. That's right. For the last couple weeks, this team has seemed to be off the rails, mostly because this team has appeared to stink. I have no idea if it has been 100% Frank Wright's fault. I have no idea if there's any change that could go into the head coaching position with this particular roster sitting in this uh, position that they are sitting in right now that can turn things all the way around. What I do know is that an offensive line that used to be good and is the highest paid offensive line in football stinks now absolutely stinks. The Matt Ryan situation did not work out. Sam Ellinger gets exposed by Bill Belichick yesterday. The offense has been both boring, unexplosive, and inept through the entirety of this entire season, and that did not change with a quarterback change or an offensive coordinator firing one week ago. Jim Ursay made a play to fire the head coach, probably to open things up for all head coaches that are potentially available, saying, hey, we have an incredible defense here that makes plays. We have a lot of talent on this particular roster. We don't have a quarterback yet, so that That means you can pick one. Come on and join the Indianapolis Colts, and let's get this team back to what we were once known as, which is a good program, a good franchise. What does this mean for the rest of the year? Well, when you bench Matt Ryan when you trade Naeem Hines away, when you fire an offensive coordinator, and then you fire the head coach, that probably means this year's going to fucking stink. Uh-huh. And that's not normal for us Indianapolis Colts fans. There is very rarely a time going into Week 10 where we think that our team is completely out of it. But that's what we're staring down. The obvious is the obvious. But it means that in the future, it'll hopefully look a little bit different. What does this mean for GM Chris Ballard? We shall see. What does this mean for the team going forward? We shall see. Jim Mercer pulled the trigger this morning, and I think... It is going to be well-received by the Indianapolis Colts fans. There were a lot of stats being given out just yesterday about this Frank Reich-led offense, and it is all bad. Yeah. he had Negative two yards in the first quarter. Okay. Negative two yards in the first quarter yesterday. Sam Ellinger had some record that he broke for being an apt. The offense is (laughs) still nine sacks. They just stink. The offense completely stinks. They were 0-11 on third down going into like the third quarter or something like that. It only got worse from there. It's bad. It's abysmal. And hopefully the future is bright. The future is bright for a lot of teams around the NFL. We can't wait to chat about all of them. And we can't wait to react to all the news that is probably going to happen today. Mm -hmm. Don't know if Frank Reich is going to be the last head coach fired this season. Don't think that's ever going to be the case. But maybe there will be some other moves and some other places that have really let people down. What happened to the Rams? man. What the hell's going on with the Rams? What the fuck's going on with the Packers? Ah, they They stink. And on the flip side, what's going on with the Seahawks? Yeah, the Seahawks uh-huh. going to Arizona's home and beat the hell out of them. What's going on with the Jets? The Jets get a big win All over right. the Bills. What's going mm-hmm. on with the Vikings? The Vikings All continue right. to be a wagon. The NFL Woo. is amazing right now, and I'm very lucky to be a, a part of a show that lets me speak to amazing dudes every single day. The Toxic Table's here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. One half of the Hammer. <laughs> Cowboys, Tone Diggs is here. Tone, we'll start with you. It feels like teams going into the season that we thought were potentially going to be great are not. Yep. And then teams that were in the middle of the pack or even at the bottom are kind of riding high. I'm incredibly pumped. Not only for these teams, at the NFL, we got some new teams and new shit to chat about, I think.
1: Yeah, and it kind of started last year. I mean, we talked about it before the season how the Bengals have kind of given, Bengals of last year gave shitty teams before the season, or teams that were supposed to be bad before the season, hoping, and, and then you're seeing it with the Jets and, and the Giants and, uh, and other teams. Like, the, we've thought the whole season's ass backwards. Like, there's no reason. The Bucks, the Rams, the Niners, right. the Colts, right. right. Packers. Packers. Why? I didn't mean the Niners. Niners are fine. Yeah, the Niners are fine. You yeah, they put them good. in
0: there. I, I was wondering which way you were going there. Thugers, well,
1: I'm, a Niners, I, I'm a Niners fan now. Uh, just in case the Steelers don't go 7-2. Go with an AFC team, so I'll root for the Niners the rest of Way to hedge your bet, Tone. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. And we
0: did have a full conversation about, hey, although our teams are all completely fucking out of it <laughs> and mm-hmm. stink. Mm-hmm. Coach just fired your head coach. Packers lost to the line. Just yeah, a, terrible. 734th ranked defense out of 734 teams going into the game just yesterday against, they pick off Aaron three times, one of them off a helmet, not good. Second one, underthrow. They're saying Aiden Hutchinson read uh, and played Aaron Rodgers like a (laughs) fiddle. That's not the case at all. The block was wide wide the fuck open. Hutch was actually stuck in the middle lane, not pressure and not covering anybody. Aaron underthrows that thing by 10 yards. I think a good 10 yards potentially underthrow there. Mm -hmm. Hutchinson gets picked, and then that other one he threw on second and 10 or whatever right over the middle. Yeah, this particular play that is now running of Aaron Rodgers, uh, that was like a 10-yard underthrow, maybe even 15 yards, which is not normal at all for the Aaron Rodgers-led offense. But this Lions defense showed up. I guess they caused problems for the Packers. Is that indif- indicative of what the Packers are, or what the
2: Lions are gonna be? Ty Schmidt, owner of the Packers. What do you think, pal? Yeah, I think it's indicative of what the Packers are. They suck. They're just they're they're bad. They're really bad. And it's like we talked about this with Brady the other day. It's like, at some point, you know, it's it, you stop doing like the oh everything's gonna be okay because Brady is gonna he's gonna get this thing turned around with the, this team as opposed to just believing what your eyes are telling you when you watch these games like the Packers are just bad they're terrible Rashawn Gary who's arguably their best defensive player he tears his ACL yesterday he's out for the season Rodgers throws three picks two of them in the red zone like it's to the point too where they're so bad that it's like there's no point in even letting it kind of uh like take take a hold of your emotions and like control you and stuff like that because it's similar with the Colts it's like we've this is what it's been all year or the, the last five games, at least. They've lost five in a row. They have the longest losing streak in the NFL. They just... I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's... The O-line stinks. Kind of like the Colts, where we expected you know the O-line to be one of the strongest parts of the team. They're not. I mean, when you get into situations where it's like, you don't trust anyone, so you've got to draw up a... Scheme up a fucking play to throw a touchdown pass to Bakhtiari. Like... You know, I mean, Well, here- then
0: Bakhtiari leaves the game. Then he's sitting on the bike the entire time. Then he comes back with like a minute, 20 seconds left in the game. He comes back in whenever they had already ruled him questionable or out. The Bakhtiari situation, I don't know him personally. Uh, he's been on the show. He's been great on the show. Aaron loves him. AJ loves him. Everybody seems to love him. He chugs beers. Wide, right. I enjoy him as a person. That whole I can play sometimes, I can't play other times, then I'm questionable, then I'm out, then I'm in – that can't be easy to deal with on a day-to-day, especially when he's your best player at a position group. like In a large part of your salary, I don't understand the Bakhtiari situation at all. I've heard a lot of people are happy for him for figuring it out. I can understand if you're like family and friends of him being happy sure. for figuring it out. If you're a fan of the Packers, though, watching him might be one of the most frustrating things oh. of all time. This guy is running routes, yeah, and then he's out. Then mm-hmm. he's on a bike. <laughs> then he's back in whenever it matters at the very end. And he's the largest paid offensive lineman we got yeah, massive part of the South and really fucking good whenever he's playing. Right. What is going on? That is a tough thing to kind of handle
2: there. Well, especially when it's like, it's not even, you know, like the injury report type deal where it's like, as the weeks go and you're like, okay, he's kind of trending towards being questionable or doubtful. Like, we're finding out on Sunday 90 minutes before kickoff whether or not he's playing. Like, no one knows whether he's playing or not. And I well, think- they found out in the second quarter he wasn't playing yeah, this week. Exactly. And then he came back in the fourth quarter. Exactly. So, it's like that, that stuff is obviously very frustrating because, it again, we're at, it's week 10 and we haven't had any answers for the last year and a half now. But I think the thing for Packers fans, or at least for me, that re- like you, I don't know if it's front office coaching or what it is, but when you assume that the defense is going to be unbelievable, like, I don't know how you could be that wrong. I don't know how you can miss that much going into a season. Like, you know, losing Devontae Adams shouldn't cause your entire team to just fucking crumble. Like, look at the Chiefs. Granted, you know, they have other good weapons and stuff like that. Well, that's because
0: they signed them and built them and brought them in.
2: Like, everybody's saying, like, oh, you lose
0: Tyreek Hill, the offense is still very good. They're still making trades. They're still adding people to their roster. They're still trying to get better literally every single day. A lot of other teams aren't doing that. Yeah,
2: but even before that, you know, we were looking at who their roster was going into week one, and it's like, oh, well, this isn't the same same Chiefs team as last year. And granted, they've done stuff since then. But it's like, Devontae's unbelievable. I mean, he, he had a hell of a day yesterday for the Raiders but oh, yeah. what, losing one guy they that, still lost yeah and they still lost yeah losing one guy shouldn't just com- cause your offense to be completely inept it's like every single week the guys are doing the same thing over and over again and then on the defensive side of the ball they're just not any good and they have a bunch of first round talent. Like so I, I don't know if it's front office. I don't know if it's the coaches. Like and I think that's why it's like very, very worrisome. And it's like, oh well, fuck this team. Who cares?
0: Yeah, they stink. Uh it was tough to watch them lose to the Lions. And Aaron even said, can't lose this game to that team. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, Aaron taking a shot at the Lions. It's like seven hundred and thirty-fourth ranked defense yeah. coming into the game. Worst of can't. all time. Seven hundred and thirty-fourth of all time. Mm-hmm. Can't can't lose to that particular team. Can't do Lions get a big time win, though. Huge yeah. yeah. win. Let's go. Way to go boys. Lions. Let's go. At halftime Kevin Fox sent in a a nice live bet. He also tweeted it out about how the the Packers were like plus two-something, I think, to win. Yeah, it was right around that. Plus 126 or something to win the game outright whenever they're down in halftime. And Foxy was just letting everybody know, very Lions move here to go ahead and give this one up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They've had an incredible start against Aaron Rodgers. A very Lions move (laughs) would be to lose this and to let the Packers get back in and get a big-time win. They did not. They held on. Congratulations to the Lions. There you go, Fox. Bakhtiari's shit is wild to me. I, I don't know him. People that know him close need to ask, what the fuck? Just some answers yeah. would be nice. I've never. We've never seen anything like it before. No. Especially at that high profile of a position. Yeah. He that plays idea. and he doesn't play then. He plays and he's questionable and he's out. Then the same game, he's back in. Uh-huh. I don't understand. With the cap hit. And
2: how can you? Well, I assume that's why the offensive line sucks. It's like you never, you never know where... Who's going to be playing? Like, guys are playing out of position every single week. Like, they haven't had any time to gel and have any cohesion.
0: All right, enough with the Packers who lost to the Lions. Can't wait to chat with uh, Aaron Rodgers tomorrow to see how that's going to go. A lot of people tweeting me, ask him the hard questions. Ask him the hard questions. It's like, watch back, dude. I will mention everything (laughs) that happened. If he gives us an answer, all right. If he doesn't, all right. But if you want me to be (laughs) like, no, Aaron. Tell me why you're 15 yards short on that. What, answer. What is the, answer the question. Like, um, that's not how I have conversations with anybody, but I bring up everything, I think. Mm-hmm. I, think I think we'll see how it goes. He's probably not going to be incredibly happy and thrilled, as he shouldn't be. Right. I hope there's a little bit of an edge. If there isn't, then Packers fans should worry even more. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Patriots uh, or edge, how about the Patriots get a win over the Colts in dismantling fashion? So much so the coach got fired. next yeah. day.
3: Mm-hmm. You guys
0: stink too, I think. But you made us <laughs> oh, look yeah.
3: absolutely terrible, Boston College. Yeah, we are very, very bad. Uh, I don't think you can celebrate beating a Pop Warner team when you're All an right. NFL team, you know. So it is what it All is. Right. But I think both teams win here. Patriots five and four above five hundred. Colts new era. Coming to Indianapolis, a lot of hope, a lot, a lot of time to still win those right. two Super Bowls. It's been a so new era every year, yeah, I'd be, I'd be pumped hey, for the Philip Rivers there. Oh, We go to the playoffs, we lose. He, he
0: retires to go coach high school. It's like Phil right now. We'd love to have you back, maybe. Sure, oh, yeah. In. Maybe he was what made Frank Reich a much better coach. Maybe it was Nick Siriani. Who knows? Some mm. people whispering around mm-hmm. the internet that maybe Sirianni had a lot more input on the offense than anybody really knew. That's why when he goes to Philadelphia, leaves Indianapolis, is mm. very good. How about Iberflus on that defense? He leaves Indianapolis, goes to be the head coach of Chicago. Whenever you win, whenever you have success, didn't even make the playoffs, two of our coaches get fucking hired uh, yeah. to run other teams. Those teams doing very well. Our team doing very shitty. You lose great coaches, I guess you're in a bad spot. That's what Jim Irons say thought, but watching Bill Belichick mm-hmm. just do his thing against his coach's team, make them look like they're in elementary yeah. school, children, legit, yeah. Special teams, defense, even on offense, the things they were doing. It was like one of those master class situations, watching a team that has given up take on the smartest team in football. I don't think the Patriots are going to go on to do anything long-term this particular season. Judon's an absolute stud. They have guys on that team. I think there's obviously good football players up there. This year, I don't think they're going to go on to do anything. What they did to the Colts yesterday was a fucking big kid – taking on a tiny toddler uh-huh. and just beating the shit out of him. Blocked punts, fucking defense, not giving up anything. Blood Sam blood. Ellinger had to be lost. And the offensive line was whiffing and blocking ghosts so <laughs> yeah. much. I mean, it was incredible. Congrats to the Patriots getting a big-time win.
3: Yeah, and if you're a Patriots fan, this is all you look for now. We're not going to win the Super Bowl this year if we make the playoffs cool. But take in what Bill Belichick can do and just kind of mastermind the game and, you know, appreciate that greatness while you have it because you never know when his last game will be.
0: Yeah, and well... He just talked about Tom Brady getting over 100,000 yards. Yeah. And he said, could you imagine how long that is? And the guy said, well, it's actually 56.8 mm-hmm. miles. He goes, can you imagine?"
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Tom Brady and the Buccaneers get a big win over the Rams. That was a pretty boring game. Watching yeah. that was actually, uh, especially whenever, you know, because on the titles, they have the records for the teams. Whenever it's on the bottom, it's a, you know, right at the bottom on their keeping score there. And the entirety of the one team being three and three and four, Taking on a team that was three, three, of, or whatever they were, uh, three and five, or whatever. It's like, damn, we're watching the Super Bowl champions take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and right at the bottom, when they have the record next to the score, it's like both these teams have sucked. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then you're watching and like these teams suck. Uh, what? What? Are, what are these teams? How are these teams? There was a large portion of that game last night where I was thinking to myself, Tom Brady definitely, just like that Colin Crane guy said, Tom Brady definitely only came back so he didn't have to fork up any of his Fox money for this divorce that was inevitably going to happen mm-hmm. with oh I started thinking that with how bad the team looked. It just, it's ugly football happening by both teams. Jake Camarda, punter for the Buccaneers, absolute stud. Started out his career not great, was rushing things. I think he thought he had to get the ball off quicker. I think he thought he had to do some things different. He has really settled in, had like a 70-yarder, a couple 60-yarders, got a game ball afterwards. Won the fucking game for the Buccaneers. Just incredible stuff from the partner that is Jake Marta. But if we're talking about that, that means not a lot of other shit's going good. The only good thing we can really take from the Buccaneers yesterday is they won 60 yards in 35 seconds with no timeouts mm-hmm. to beat the fucking Rams and take their soul. Jalen Ramsey, at the very end of this game, uh, he got does a press conference that's just like, he's sick of the offense pretty much not being able to put games away. Because at this point, the Bucs had only scored nine points with... In the fourth, 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter. The Bucs had only scored nine points, and it was three field goals. Mm -hmm. That's Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette. That entire offense was only able to score fucking three field goals the entire game. The Rams have the lead until the 60-yard, (laughs) 35-second run where Tom Brady just slices, dices, they score a touchdown, they win. Rams lose. So Jalen Ramsey was asked afterwards about it, and he said, we need some fucking dogs, basically. Our offense looks at us and goes, all right, go put it away. It's like, why don't you guys put one away just for once? Why don't you guys get a first? down and just kind of put it away. They ran a couple draws, punted the ball back, expected the defense to make the play, which they should with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, who jumped over somebody and blocked another kick last night. I mean, it was, it's an interesting situation on how a team can be so damn good and then just fucking fall apart. What's going on with the Rams, and should we worry about this forever? Because in the NFC West... I know the Rams ain't shit mm-hmm. when we thought they were going to be shit. Seems like they got a little tension brewing inside the building because whenever you're asking about the offense, are you asking about the head coach who's also the play caller? Is the defense really think of that every single day whenever they go into work? Like maybe if this offense could figure it the fuck out, that would be fantastic. Probably. You look at the Cardinals, they go all in this offseason. They say, you know what? We're going to extend the head coach, the GM, the quarterback. We're going to trade for a wide receiver right there on fucking draft night because we learned last season, whenever we don't have DeAndre Hopkins, we're fucked. Then middle of the season, we're we're going to trade again for Robbie Anderson. We're going to get D-Hop back. D-Hop and Kyler kind of getting into it on the sideline. Mm-hmm. D-Hop has been a weapon for them, but they haven't been worth a fuck. They get no. swept by the Seattle Seahawks. Uh-huh. So now it's the Seahawks and the Niners division over there in the yeah. NFC West, and there's no way going into the season we thought it was going to be like that at all. This Seahawks team is fun to watch. Yeah. This Seahawks team up three, much to Jalen Ramsey's point in the fourth quarter. Offense, hey, you can go put this fucking game away, or you can do what a lot of teams do, which is just try to run some clock, punt the ball back to them, and hope you're defense gets a stop. This Seattle Seahawks offense says, put it on us. We're going to fucking run this thing. Gino's going to make plays for us, and we're going to put this goddamn game away in our division on the road to make a sweep of a team that not only won all in all around the quarterback, but won all in with the quarterback while we trade away our franchise quarterback. This Seahawks story, Kenneth Walker has proven to be a fucking guy. Yeah. Congrats to Michigan State in a big win over Illinois. Wow. Here we go. Go Green. Yeah. But it was a big conversation about Kenneth Walker maybe winning a bunch of games for Michigan State because yeah. Michigan they couldn't play a single fucking down of football without Kenneth Walker there. Mm -hmm. Then watch what he's able to do with Seattle Seahawks, plus with Geno, with Pete Carroll, with that culture, with the rookies that they drafted performing in the way that they did. Congrats to the Seahawks, and it's tough. The Rams keep losing these games. They're going to get out of it real quick with how fucking good the Seahawks team is playing unexpectedly.
2: Yeah, it seems like they are kind of like the epitome of bunker mentality because like, we went into this this year and everyone was like, you know, they got rid of Russ. The Seahawks are going to suck. I mean, they everyone wrote off Gino too. It's like they got their old line isn't any good. They drafted two young guys. Like, they're they're going to be terrible. But Pete Carroll is an unbelievable coach, and, like, he knew, you know, like, these guys kind of – it's like, hey, we're all we got. And when they band together, and they, they just play so hard for each other. And, like, it, it, you always talk about, like, when a locker room, when teammates actually genuinely like each other, like, that shit shows up, and it's very evident. And, like, these guys clearly – all love each other, whether that's all because of Russ or, or not. Like, him being gone brought them in so much closer. And, like, now guys who are forced to step up have stepped up, and they're getting unbelievable production from all these rookies who we probably thought you know weren't weren't going to do much going into the year.
0: Yeah, and if you think about Schneider there, he trades away Russell Wilson. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was that one press conference last year after the team three statement about Seattle. Russ goes back. Schneider, Pete Carroll, and Russ are all in a press conference. Hey, we love each other. Mm-hmm. Schneider trades away Russell Wilson. We're starting to talk about is this a rebuild with Pete Carroll? He's seventy one years old. Is this a rebuild? And he said no, no, no. Then they get the win over Denver, and Pete Carroll goes. I, I really wanted this one for the guys that have been because they know. The guys that weren't there that don't know, all they know is that this is just the new Seattle Seahawks uh, football is this rookie class. 2,345 snaps played by their rookie draft class. Damn. That's the most in the NFL. Kenneth Walker, Charles Cross, Abraham right, Lucas, right. Tariq Woolen, who's a fucking stud corner. So is Kobe Bryant at corner. The defense being led by some young guys. Walker and Woolen, offensive defense, rookies of the fucking month over there. Cross and Lucas, first rookie duo to start first eight games at offensive <laughs> tackle since 1982 these aren't just like kind of important roles these are the important corner tackle, yeah. running back. Mm-hmm. All rookies, all drafted. Congrats on the draft class, Seattle. Yeah. Congrats on the success. And congrats to their fan base. Not having to deal with a rebuild conversation or is Russell hate our team conversation. Now the convo is all positive vibes and spirits. And it seems like they got it for years to come yeah, with yeah. this
3: young class doing very well. And it's unbelievable that Geno Smith is all of a sudden yeah. an unbelievable quarterback. Like I feel like there's a lot of times, and he has his quote about being written off, and you know, at least for the majority, What's that? Of, what is that quote, though? Well, you, you know, they wrote me off. I didn't write back, though. TM. Oh. He TM'd it. He TM'd it, so he, I don't know. And they Coffee talked write. about yesterday
0: during the game, how that oh, might have happened in, like, the first half when they were losing it. You write it off. Yeah. And you, you got a couple picks. So you, doesn't he, matter. Bounces. bounces right back. Okay.
3: Easy. Threw a pick six. Said, I don't care. I don't care. Watch I'm, this. He had that head, that... And then
0: he just comes right mm-hmm. back into it. That's like real maturity, real growth. We forget he's a grown-ass fucking man. Yeah. He's been around the NFL a long, long time. time. Mm-hmm. He's been through a lot of adversity. Now, there's a reason why somebody sticks around for a long time, even if it's in a backup role. It's because, oh, they're a good practice squad quarterback. Why are they a good practice squad quarterback? Well, they can make every single throw. Why else are they a backup quarterback getting paid money? Oh, they can break down film. Why else? Probably a good leader. Why else? Probably good communicator. It's like everything that makes a great backup quarterback, I think Geno had. That's why he was a backup quarterback for a long time. But now he's getting an opportunity to start again. And the performances he's been putting on tape, the throws, the decision-making, mm-hmm. the leadership, everything have been fucking top-notch. People haven't mentioned him at all about the MVP conversation, mm-hmm. really, obviously because what we saw Patrick Mahomes do last night at the end of the game kind of kind of steals sure, that yeah. one there, that whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Yep. But Geno Smith's play has been awesome. As somebody that went to West Virginia, and I, always, I saw Geno Smith whenever he was at West Virginia, you know, just watching him from then all the way till now all the shit he's been through. And it would be very rude of us to go through all the shit he's been through. But all that shit, I think, is very important to get him to the point that he is at right now. I love him. I'm thankful that he's he's winning. And I think the Seahawks team is a real fucking problem because they win in a way that can work in December, in January, mm-hmm. that can work into February, which is we're going to pound this thing, mm-hmm. we're going to make some throws, and we're going to go ahead and move along. I love what they got cooking in
3: Seattle. Well, and maybe not MVP, but most improved player. Like, you guys sure. assume maybe comeback player of the year. Like, he's got to win some sort of war because of how good they are. And you always mention about weapons. Like, they casually have two unbelievable – Unbelievable receivers with DK Metcalf and Tyre Lockett. Kenneth Walker's nasty. And then you add Noah Fant too, who they got from uh, Denver. It's like they do have the weapons to make like a serious run in the playoffs if this keeps going the way it is. Fant's a guy from – he's running the rock, too. I think he had like a long,
0: a long, run. <laughs> long run, like At 40 or 50 or something like that. I forget what it was. I remember hearing the commentator say it. I hated the way they did the schedule yesterday.
3: Ugh. oh with the two games two, on May a four game. yeah
0: and bucks and rams being one of them i understand looking at the season yeah. from afar that's probably sure. a good game to have all by itself
2: not yeah no.
0: and then seahawks cardinals that's a good game but it was really that was fucking stupid you just yeah. can't you can't do it cause why they do that
2: I, it makes no sense
0: why do we have seven on at one o'clock there. and then two on at four? It, it makes no sense at all why you would do that. I'm assuming there's some TV contracts that have to take place and everything okay, like that, not. but make it easier for us to watch yeah, go football. Not. Three of those
3: games. There was a couple times. What, what's that? And the one o'clocks were seventeen seventeen with a minute left.
0: Yeah, it was tough to keep up. Yeah. With. <laughs> yes, it was very difficult <laughs> to was. keep
3: up with with all the
0: shit. But I mean, we. Hey, remember, there was a time where there was no sports. Amen. Right. So we thank any
3: game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank, league. thank you.
0: Let's talk about a great game that happened yesterday that none of us could have really seen coming, and that was the goddamn Dolphins and the Bears. Now, up in Chicago, they have a guy.
3: Uh-huh. Justin
0: Fields is a guy yeah. remember there at the beginning of his career they were trying to make him a pocket passer not trying to protect him a little bit we don't need our franchise quarterback to take big time shots we amongst a lot of other people that have watched the Chicago Bears play and saw Justin Fields do things that nobody else could really do started saying pretty loudly like hey let this fucking guy run seems like he can do some things that not a lot of people can do any immediate comparisons and I heard a commentator do that this is Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson type stuff he's a different runner than both of those yeah. guys He is a va- he's very explosive long strider who can Get out! Here's a 62 yard touchdown run that he had, where he's pulling away from corners. And this wasn't a designed run; this was an improv run, and he made the right decision. Everybody in Chicago was bored wow. as fuck with the offense. They hadn't had a good quarterback in a long, long time. Now Justin Fields is getting opened up. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. It feels like feels like they've entrusted him to make decisions. They've empowered him to use his legs. They've, in, you know, they've told him be the person that nobody else. Can. Look at that fucking jumping yeah. sideways yeah. fake foot in the ground explode, run away from people. Not a lot of people on earth can do that, let alone quarterbacks that can do that. And I understand he is a mobile quarterback, so it's easy to say he's Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick or Josh Allen. He's different than all of them. He's his own being in of itself. Gave the Dolphins fits. With that being said... Dolphins 6-0 now whenever Tua starts a game and uh-huh. finishes Yeah, yeah. They have weapons upon weapons. What Waddle and Tyree Kill are doing is record-breaking. Mm-hmm. There's actually records being broken right now by Tyree Kill and Waddle. In this backflip that Tyree Kills does that just got cut off there, looks like he jumped off a fucking trampoline. He does a round-off backflip after this touchdown, and it's one of the highest I've ever seen in my life. Look, there's no trampoline there. That's actually the thick <laughs> oh. grass of Chicago. Kind looks like he's do- looks like he's coming off the top rope there. <laughs> yeah. Waddle doing his thing. Tyreek Hill Doing his thing Tua making all the right decisions. This Dolphins seems for real. But I think the Bears are also incredibly pumped about their future because there's a chance they have a guy, a quarterback, which they haven't had in a long, long time. Congrats to the Finns. Finn's up. They're continuing to move. They're continuing to groove. But it feels like the Bears might have a squad all of a sudden.
3: Yeah, the Bears are awesome, and Justin Field is, you know, awesome to watch too. But, you know, they probably need a couple more weapons to help them out. But the Dolphins, it feels like are a legitimate threat to win the AFC, especially. What about
0: that pass interference at the end, you think?
3: Thank
0: you. Well, you What know, do you mean? There a few calls yesterday. Is that the one where? Oh, shut up, Claypool Cole. jumped as
1: high as he could in it because he, and then tried to catch it his knees. <laughs> Tony. Exactly like I said, what happened? Is that well? There's a chance,
0: and we had brainstormed a little bit off uh, off air. There's a chance that that Dolphins corner that was doing that—I and I don't remember exactly who it was—was was holding Chase Claypool down to tell him. You don't have to do no. the jump thing you're about to do. You could just – you probably just reach your hands Six, up five, mm-hmm yeah. and catch the ball. You don't have to do what you're doing. So we think there was a chance that the Dolphins corner was trying to teach Chase Claypool a lesson. Oh. Smart. But also it did appear as if he was hugging him to death. Oh, yeah. They get that pass interference, maybe a completely different game. The Bears get that win. We're talking about the Bears in a much different light oh, yeah. than we are in currently doing it. Dolphins get a win. I guess that's all we have to keep, track, keep in mind is that Dolphins get a win. They got the weapons. Yes. The quarterback seems to be dialed in. Mm-hmm. He's got – remember, all the way from psh, – psh, 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 McDaniel telling Justin Fields, stop doing that. Stop doing – I enjoy his swagger. I enjoy his personality. feels like the Dolphins' defense is going to have to get closer. Mm-hmm. They, let a, they let a quarterback run for 178 yards or something, an NFL mm-hmm. record that uh, justin fields ran for yesterday but the dolphins might be a goddamn team
1: yeah they did two weeks in a row or actually all season the dolphins good. offense has been great six yeah. and oh two defense you would think is going to figure it out because they kept the same exact defensive staff that they had the last couple of years when they had a good defense uh and they had a chub. the difference that i'm noticing with these teams where we say they stink versus like the bears the only difference between the last two weeks of them losing and losing before is their scoring points now like the the box the rams the colts like if you are losing and you can't score your fan base is if you can if you're score losing them, and boring
0: yeah if you're it. losing and boring and we're losing fans aren't going to, like yeah, this no, is not exactly. entertaining brand of football well, i'm spending my i'm spending my only free time with you. I'm spending my money with you. If you're going to lose, let's at least score some fucking points every once in a while. Defenses, obviously, win you championships, and great defenses are fantastic of a thing, but in the modern world, you got to be able to move the rock, especially because we as fans know they've changed rules so you can move the ball. If you can't Get the fuck out.
1: I was talking to somebody yesterday who said, at, it was. I think it was like one thirty. whenever the Patriots blocked the punt yesterday, he watched four of his neighbors walk outside with leaf bags and start doing their leaves and said, oh, this turn, said I can't do the fucking Colts games anymore. I, first
0: time I've turned a Colts-Patriots game off first. Yeah. I turn it off. I said, I can't take this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's fucking embarrassing. Joining us now is an insider for the insiders, not only from the network, but also the league that is run by the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the weekly wrap of the Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian, wrap-up Rap Sheet! Ian, there's a lot to talk about here. Let's go right to the Indianapolis Colts situation. This is Jim Irsay. When did he make this decision up? Was it yesterday before the game? If this team is boring and they stink, he's getting fired, or do you think this came about in the post game and maybe this morning, Ian?
4: I I do not think it was something that was decided yesterday, but, you know, you'll, this has accelerated so quickly. I mean, if you think about it, I was told like two weeks ago, pretty clearly Frank Reich is safe, right? Matt Ryan was benched. They put Sam Ellinger in something. I know Jim they wanted to see. I know something that he was for. Um, wanted to get a look at the future potentially. Okay, so they changed quarterbacks, and then they changed – Uh, coordinators, you know, fire Marcus Brady, okay. Then it's like if you start looking around and there's no one left to blame except the head coach, then you go out and have the performance that you did against the Patriots, which, you know, you guys did a good job of explaining it. That was about as bad as it could be. You know, it sounded to me like Ursa kind of looked around and was like, Brother. This will not get better.
0: I am done. You think Jim Irsay was like, I'm trying to, uh, you know, kick the stigma I got going on. We're raising mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. to help mental health. Uh, I'm trying to put on rock and roll concerts, do some epic stuff. And every time I look at my Twitter or go out in public, all anybody's saying is, your team stinks to watch. All right. Yeah. Frank, why is that? We had negative two yards in the first quarter. Do we prepare to play against this team or not? And then he finally pulls the trigger. it So Gus Bradley, interim head coach, because he's been a head coach in the past, or how do you think that goes going forward?
4: Uh, I'm not sh- so sure on Gus Bradley. Bubba Ventrone might also – is mm. not might – is also getting consideration. Here we go, Bubba. Um, okay. okay. What, what do you – what do you think about special teams
0: coaches? I love them. I love special teams coaches. Now, they just gave up a blocked punt, and obviously their PP had no idea that he was supposed to swing over there and pick up the guy that's coming off the edge. Seven million dollars. Right, no, I knew that, yeah. Yeah, so that's really <laughs> the only mistake that Bubba's ever made, I think, and it's not Bubba's fault. I assume he had coached it. I love Bubba's energy. He's a Pittsburgh guy as well, so I'm yep. fucking, I'm all in on Bubba. What does the future look like, though? All all names are pointing at Sean Payton. What? I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of coaching positions open at the end of the year, you think? Or is there going to be more on Away. what are your expect expectations
4: here Ian? you know i don't think there'll be a ton like last year i think at the end when bruce arians retired i think it was 10 if i'm it was either 10 or 11 it was a lot it could only be so much turnover right so um you know i would say we have two now you know denver would be one you'd sort of look at and say what's going to happen there that would be potentially another um i don't look around the league and see that that many more so i don't think it'll be 10 but every year it seems like we have six or seven so my guess is that's what it ends up being. But this all happened so much faster than it ever has, right? Like Indy was fine four weeks ago, and we've now seen every single change you could possibly make. And I don't know that Indy's going to get better too. I was thinking about it just now. Who's going to run the offense? If I had the offensive coordinator who and the coach game. was <laughs> doing it. We had negative two
0: yards. Just have them do quarterback sneaks every single down. We'll have more <laughs> yards than we had last week. You know what I
4: mean? I mean, it – you're not wrong, because this is an organization that obviously has not had a quarterback, obviously, since Andrew Luck. And, you know, you talk about Chris Ballard's going to meet the media today, I think. I guarantee he's going to be asked a lot of quarterback questions. If they were just horrific, that would be bad, but it would also put them in position to finally, finally get a quarterback.
0: Okay, and I don't know what our pick situation is looking like going forward. And if you do recall going back, and Chris is going to take some very heavy questioning here. Right. And today, yes. and as he should, we get Philip Rivers. Phil Rivers takes us to the playoffs. He then retires and goes coaches high school football, tries to make an uh, appearance on a megacast, has no service in the middle of Alabama, can't even join us. That's right. Uh, he, he Is if that you, true? Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. supposed to join us on that megacast, and uh, we could see him come back from. No, no. No, well, he's not happy. We, we are actually not happy about it. We love Phil. Hey, Phil, we love, love him. Love you, Man. Phil. But that was Frank Reich's decision, I think, to get Phil Rivers because allegedly Tom Brady was interested. And they go with Phil Rivers over Tom Brady. Then the next year, they go with Carson Wentz over Matthew Stafford because Carson Wentz had familiarity with the Frank Reich offense. Now with, with the Matt Ryan thing, this is the first time that's gone outside of the Frank Reich, uh, had played for him before tree. It did not work out. Chris Ballard's going to have to be on the hook for that particular conversation as well. I'll be excited to see who runs the offense. Let's move to another team. Uh, Let's go to the Jets. The Jets lose Brees Hall and that right tackle, who was unbelievable for them, and Robert Sala. Jared Tucker. Yeah, him. Great player. Fucking great player. I apologize for forgetting your name. There's a lot of humans that we talk about yeah. on a daily basis, including college football. Yeah. That's on me. Robert Sala has kept them in it and kept them moving. They trade for James Robinson. They also had another running back that was fucking all over the place yesterday, and their run schemes are incredible. What are you hearing out of the Jets? Is this maintainable forever? <laughs> and are these the new Jets? Is
4: this, what's, uh, is this what the future looks like for the gangrene over there in Jets' world? I Think? Yeah, I mean, they have done they do a lot of things well. I mean, they really do. They run the heck out of the ball. Even though they lost, like, when Brees Hall went out, he was on his way to being one of the best players in the NFL. I'm not talking about running backs. I mean, one of the best players. in the Kinker. NFL. That's a massive loss. Uh, Vera Tucker, who's a guard, by the way, uh, oh, he shoot. goes out, That's one bad. of the best guards in the NFL. Pull. That hurts, too. And all they do is play great defense against the best team in the NFL or one of the top two best teams and still run it with a couple guys who are, basically backups the only thing with the jets and it's a big only thing is that the quarterback needs to play well and cannot turn the ball over if zach wilson just doesn't turn it over this is a playoff team and like you know i don't know how much the public sentiment matters i think people like watching the jets i think people believe in them but everyone has questions about the quarterback and until he answers it's gonna be like well yeah the jets look good but you know
0: yeah, that's just like the Jets. It's happening with the Vikings as well. The Vikings are unbelievable. Let's even talk about the Seahawks. I mean, people are like, yeah, but it's the Seahawks because they're without Russell Wilson. There's a lot of surprise teams this year. I'd be pumped for the Jets. Tough division. And I heard Robert Sala say freaking that's right. in the postgame, yeah. oh. which that might be his thing, but... All, all, and he can beat my ass. I know Robert Saleh is super intense. He had, oh, yeah, everybody yeah. respects him. Everybody loves him. Everybody enjoys him. Didn't I know he was a freaking over-fucking guy? Did, do, must judge him a little yeah, bit for that. Mm-hmm. But he's got the boys rallied. I'm happy for him. Ty has a question for you, Ian, as you're trying to get breaking news
4: here <laughs>
2: as you're live on the show. Yeah, Raph, she, just getting know, more you of mean, an
4: explanation for why the Colts. I'm just trying to get answers to your questions, Pat. Okay, well, uh-huh. uh-huh. I appreciate
2: Rap- that. that. Rap. Rep, I don't expect it's you sp- to have an answer to the David Bakhtiari situation because it still seems like no one really knows what the hell's going on, whether he got nicked up uh, on Sunday and is like still going to be hurt going forward. Same with Aaron Jones. Something happened to him. Rashawn Gary apparently blew his knee out. Romeo Dobbs left early. Are things about to get really dark for the Packers here moving forward?
4: Uh, let's go through the injuries first. So Bakhtiari ended up coming back, I believe, but – this is going to be a thing, I believe, every week. And the fact that they added him to the injury report mid-game was, like, I guess, the expected. What's right? going I mean, on there? What is it? What is it's it? It's just not – it just doesn't, from what I understand, it just doesn't feel normal. What, and it then he goes back in, in with a normal. minute
0: 20 left in the game,
2: though? I don't, I don't understand. Isn't that possibly the new normal? Like, I think, it not yes. feeling normal is now the new normal. But
0: then he can like go a, in when it
2: really matters,
0: yeah. but not mm-hmm. in the – I don't understand. You can run routes. I, I, catch I hope.
2: Touchdowns. I hope you're wrong,
4: but I wonder the same thing. Honestly, I, I mean, I wonder the same thing. But, but yes, this is like a really big thing. And for coaches okay. and trainers, oh, right? Of course. But like for coaches and trainers, and you know, you deal with players who have serious injuries, and when they come back, it doesn't feel right. And a huge part of getting guys to play after injuries is saying to them, "It doesn't feel normal, but this is now what it feels like." And Trust us that you're not going to injure it more. This is okay. And when you hear about a player who, after an injury, isn't quite right, some of it's physical, but some of it is he can't let himself go knowing that it doesn't feel like it normally does. Like This is a very real thing, and I hope for Bakhtiari this is all it is because that would mean he could theoretically push through it, but it's every week. Anyway, let me get to some of the other injuries because you asked about them too. Romeo Dobbs, high ankle sprain. Those are generally four to six weeks. Oh, nice. Chase. Rashawn Gary, torn ACL. It's going to be out for the season. Devondre Campbell
0: not happy about the turf. Uh, He came out and put a tweet out and said, isn't it time for grass, especially after the Gary torn ACL. We're on your side, Devondre. Even though your team might be out of it, you make a very valid point that we all agree upon. Sorry. Go ahead, Ian.
4: No, okay, oh, And then um, Aaron, Jones. Aaron Jones is going to be okay. It was actually weird. X-rays were inconclusive, but he had an MRI and I think a CT scan today. Didn't show much, so I think he's going to be good to go. But I will say this, guys. I know the Packers look bad, and I know Aaron really did not look great. I would never rule them out ever. Uh, I well, still think they looked good last week, and I... Th- no, I don't didn't. know. I'm probably crazy. I think I still think they're going to make a run at this thing oh. before it's done. Uh,
0: so. Obviously, a lot
4: of injuries at the Packers.
0: Any other injuries that we didn't mention here that are of note, uh, Ian, that you are, have been working on or getting texts about?
4: Um, the Josh Allen elbow Whoa. is one where I don't have the answers yet, and hopefully it's literally nothing. Um, he he got hit by Bryce Hall on, like, the last – I think maybe the 2nd last play – Came up with his elbow hurting. He said he's going to be fine. And then uncorked an absolute laser, um, which hit one of his receivers literally in the chest uh, right at the end of the game. So hope he doesn't. Okay.
0: Ho, I hope he's okay. I also hope he doesn't shave the mustache because they lost. Yeah, keep yeah, because yeah, the mustache was fantastic. Just Josh has that been
4: it. going on for a long time. I was not aware of that until last night. Well, that was the first time I seen it. And he
0: I hope
2: have, that, he didn't have it against the Packers on yeah, Sunday night football. Week. So
0: I'm worried that you know, oh, have a mustache. We lose a oh. game to the Jets, and he's going to shave it. I would like to let him know. Thought it was a great mustache. I don't think it has anything to do with how you played in the game. Mm-hmm. Even though you said you played a shitty game. We hope you're healthy. You're still Josh mm-hmm. Allen. The mustache was sweet. Sorry about it. Go ahead, Ian.
4: Do you th- – no, that, that's really it. Um, okay. Oh, and the other one was Kirk Cousins left the game with ribs, but he's going to be fine. Um, he oh, yeah. came back – yeah, I mean, you one saw like – I, I don't know what's going on with Kirk Cousins, but he is having a moment. You're talking, talking about Lil' Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Co. Chains. Yeah,
0: you're talking about Lil' Kirk Chains. He'll be joining us at 110 yeah. Eastern Standard Time today. Actually, in about 30 minutes, we'll be talking to Lil' Kirk Chains, <laughs> oh, who yeah. has an eight-pack too.
3: Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys
4: saw him dancing. Uh-huh. He had two
0: watches, six chains. And an eight pack on while he was dancing. Um, I love everything about it. I have some
4: questions. I have some questions. I don't mean to be rude because I'm not a fashionable guy, but those glasses are just for show, right? Like, can you ask him that? Because I don't believe that. I think that's. His stylish look. Hey, listen.
0: Maybe it is for style. Maybe not. I'm not asking about the fucking glasses. He's got ten <laughs> chains on, two watches, and you think I'm asking about the damn glasses? Come on, what do you guys got to ask about the glasses. All right, we'll we'll be sure to bring up the glasses and see. Are those prescription uh. or are those for swag? We love this Vikings team. They got weapons. They got a whole new attitude. And the the owner Ziggy uh, Wilf. Wolf, Will for whatever, he came in the locker room dancing. What a different life he's yeah. living oh, yeah. this year as opposed the last five years, I was dealing with Zimmer. Everybody hated everybody. We weren't winning. Now I bring in Kevin O'Connell, bring in Kwasi, Kirk Cousins, his little Kirk Chains, mm-hmm. We're dancing in the locker room. Oh, what yeah. a life from one year to the next. I guess you could say the same
3: thing about Gary Vee and the Jets. Connor has a question <laughs> for you, Ian. Yeah, Rob, was it known around the NFL that Geno Smith and the Seahawks were going to be this good? And also, did everybody all know that Russell Wilson kind of stunk and that the Seahawks were actually fleecing the Broncos for everything they owned for their future?
4: i'll get to the second part first um russell wilson was the you know obviously the subject of trade interest this past offseason several teams i would say made a run had some interest commanders were one there were a bunch of them several other teams had some doubts about just what we saw at the end of last year because last year and actually kind of a little bit the year before it wasn't all great most people were oh you know what like it's injured a couple teams did not think the product was very good anymore. And so some quarterback needy teams were like, that's just not my guy. I don't think anybody foresaw this coming, um, which has really been obviously a major, major step back. Um, The Seahawks thought they were going to be good and they thought they were going to be better without Russell Wilson. They, I thought they were crazy. They just, they just knew that no one had heard of any of their players, but offensively, They thought they'd be able to get the ball out on time and to run what was called. They thought they had good coaches. They thought they could just run what was called, and it was never like that with Russ. So they thought they were going to be better, and I, as smart as I am, obviously, (laughs) thought they were literally crazy.
0: Well, I think we all did, and uh, you know, pleasantly surprised that that is not the case. They're up three in the fourth quarter on the road in the division. Easy time to run a couple of draws, punt the ball back, let your defense try to win it. They fucking run it right down the Cardinals' throats. Bam, 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 bam. Touchdown, 10-point lead, two minutes left. This game's over. That's a culture builder. That's a statement. I'm incredibly pumped for that Seattle Seahawks team. And on the flip side, they got a lot of good picks coming in return Mm, because they lost their (laughs) franchise quarterback that they don't have to pay
1: anymore. Go ahead, Tone. Ian, who's the next coach fired? There it is. Wow, right to it.
4: Uh, that was, yeah, not really beating around the bush there. Um,
1: do oh, right AJ there. doesn't do that. We don't do that, no. that right now. Oh. Right. Yeah, and Ty doesn't do that. And do it. is CJ Watt coming back this week? Why?
4: Um, I would say I do not know. Um, I have not yet seen a. Uh, Hot seat. I have list. not yet seen a coach that. McDaniels? Is going to be fired. Oh. We'll see.
3: McDaniels. Um,
4: I don't know with, with the answer to that question. Josh. Um,
0: <laughs> it's first
3: year out there. Cliff. Blowing 20. What point is that? What did you
4: get? 40K? What Matt did you get? Canada? Is it Matt Canada? <sighs>
0: That's not a. Uh, a this
4: is an interesting one. According to colleague Tom Pelcero, Jeff Saturday is the Colts' interim coach. Jeff Saturday.
2: What? No.
1: All right, Jeff.
0: Let's go, baby. And- Jim Jimmer is the best human on earth. <laughs> Tom Pelser, the Colts are naming Jeff Saturday as their interim coach. You
1: could have been the interim coach. No way!
0: <laughs> I, I'm not Jeff Saturday.
4: If you do Wait, remember... Wait, Pat, have you missed... Hey, I'm not joking. Have you missed any calls since we've been on air from <laughs> or anyone? No,
0: I have not. I've not been asked to join the coaching staff. If Jeff would like to extend the invite, he knows the check is going to have to be very big. He will not have <laughs> access to that probably in the middle of a season. With the follow-up, though, Jeff Saturday was the head of the NFL players' whatever whenever we were playing. He was the man that was a captain not only in the locker room but for the entire league. He's the reason why the original CBA got done like 13 years ago when allegedly he walked up to the table and said, let's put our swords down. Mm -hmm. Let's get a deal done here for the good of the NFL, for the good of our fans. Jeff Saturday has been on television. He's incredible. Obviously, he's incredibly handsome. He's charming. He's lost 150 pounds. Looks like an incredibly different person. He's got blue eyes that are gorgeous. He is beloved. In Indianapolis. I like that Jim Merce probably reached out to Peyton. Hey, you want to coach, brother? Uh, I can't do that, obviously. <laughs> yeah. uh, he reached out to maybe Tarek Glenn, who was just in town for the Ring of Honor. Tarek's like, I'm not going to sure, coach. makes sense. He's like, hey, uh, Freeney, you want to coach me? He's like, ah, I still got like 15, 20 golf rounds I got to do. Robert Mathis, oh, I don't know if it's time for me to. Hey, Jeff, you want to coach? I've been sending out an email to everybody that is in our Ring of Honor just wondering if anybody wants to come join us in here. And Jeff Satter's like, fuck it high school season just ended i got nothing else to do <laughs> i'll come in there i want to let you know i'm pumped about this jeff probably going to be an incredible leader of men but the team's got no shot they don't even know who the fuck he is <laughs> uh hopefully he's able to help with the offensive line i don't think he's been around the building i have no idea he's still jeff saturday though i think he's a great leader has he, i don't know
4: has he coached before
0: coach high school football Oh, yeah. oh okay. down cool. georgia yep hey Oh, okay, I've been cool. down in Georgia. What high school big football time, down, yeah, there. Big down there means more down there. It's different. it's different down there. Yeah. All right, I'm pumped <laughs> for Jeff. Let's, go Jeff. Yeah, Let's yeah. go, Jeff. Let's go, Jeff. Let's go, Jeff. I didn't know what they were gonna do. Obviously, Gus Bradley's been a head coach multiple times in the past. He's on his staff first year as defense coordinator. First year, though. Maybe he's gonna be head coach. Bubba Ventrone, special teams coordinator, has had a lot of success. People have looked at him to be a head coach, thought maybe he was gonna be a head coach. Jim Mercy said we're thinking outside the box, thinking outside the building, thinking outside the team. Let's bring something back from the past that's a staple of greatness. Mm-hmm. Let's bring back Jeff Saturday, I appreciate that. Hey, good luck out there, Jeff. Good luck. Yeah, right. good luck, Jeff. Jeff. Maybe Jeff hey, suit up work. too. Maybe Jeff yeah. suit up too. I don't know if he's going to be able to play offensive line. I don't think he'll have as many MAs. That is an interesting one, though. Certainly <laughs> fascinating.
1: What you uh, think, th- you think th- Ellinger's going to be like? Hey, coach, shut up and coach. Just coach,
3: Jeff. <laughs> no, I don't think Sam Ellinger <laughs> could <laughs> do did, that. Did Ursay just turn on, get up, and say? Holy fuck. I like that pancakes. Yeah, he <laughs> sounded real good right now. The pancakes I mean, segment. That love-
4: has definitely worked in the past where you watch a guy on TV and you're like, man, you sound good. Come coach my well, team. Well, now we got our the answer PM on
1: his OC. He's going to be.
0: No, I know that. I, I mean, Daniel Slavsky was being asked to be people's offense coordinator yeah. because of how he would lay out how he would operate with a quarterback if he was the offense coordinator. And then that team actually reached out and was like, uh, Jeff, I think he's a great yeah. leader. Hopefully great. he'll do a sure. good job. Uh, Tom Pelissero, the Colts plan to introduce Jeff Saturday, a member of the Super Bowl championship team, and most recently an ESPN am- analyst as their interim coach at 6 p.m. Eastern press conference tonight. All right, Jeff. Here we go, Jeff. It's been an explosive overreaction Monday here on November, uh, November 7th. What were you about to say? You're about to shit on Jeff Saturday? Don't do it. No, don't you I dare. Don't, don't you no do it. Earthly-
4: do it, no, sheet. Jeff Saturday's awesome. I have no earthly idea what's going to happen here.
0: Not not. We know they're going to have more than negative two yards in the first quarter. Fucking bank on it.
1: Well, it depends. What uh, is offense that, is you, Carly or say running?
4: Is that one of the, you know, o. one D. of the bets or whatever?
0: Well, we had negative two yards in the first quarter against the Patriots yesterday. They put a stat up <laughs> 0 for 11, the first 11 third downs 0 for your 11 yeah. offense coordinator is the head coach. That's tough. Fired the offensive coordinator a couple of days before. Didn't even know he existed. No, nope. yeah. That's tough. You bring in Jeff Saturday to be a head coach, I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am here for it. Maybe there'll be a little accountability in there. Why? You know, because the offensive line has looked terrible. Highest paid offensive line in the NFL, terrible at what they do
5: terrible bad yep. at what
0: they do really bad so maybe there's new energy maybe there's fresh energy congrats to jeff saturday i don't know if this is something he wanted to do before yesterday <laughs> yeah. but now that he's got it i hope he crushes it just like you do every single day ladies and gentlemen Ian yeah, there he is. Is.
2: you gotta I mean, be shit you man. talk about out of left field yeah that is the definition
1: that's what a name that we would have come up as a parody yeah fucking
2: a parody, a, a parody,
1: a parody. talking about
0: I uh, saw Jeff last
1: weekend. We loved Jeff. Yeah, you
0: you were just with him. Saw Jeff last weekend. I mean, Jim saw Jeff last weekend as well. Mm -hmm. They were talking. Jeff, coaching high school football, probably had success. He's doing great. Probably running an offense down there, doing the whole thing and Jim's like, you know, we fucking need somebody from this group back in this building. Yeah, Jim got a chance to take a trip back in time whenever the Ring of Honor, Tarek Glenn celebration happened. He was literally baptized with what the Colts used to be mm-hmm. before the walls got painted on day one of the next uh, era. Before this particular era, there has just been a constant cycle of what the fuck's going on? Losing in Clontown to not make the playoffs last year. Starting off terribly this particular season. Jim Ursa was immersed in the Paytons and the Jeffs and the Dwights and the Roberts and the Glenn and Reggie Wayne and Edron James and fucking Marvin Harrison was there and Jim sitting around going, man, this is what Bill Polian was there. This is what my life used not too long ago. This is what my life was. This is who used to be our team. This is who I used to depend upon for my happiness and for the success of the business that I've been running for 25 years. So this morning when he fired Frank Wright, first time he's hired or fired a head coach in 25 years, midseason as an owner. First time in 25 years, Jim Hurst. Mm-hmm. Jim Rous is a very, like, he's watched the NFL for a long time. He's been in the NFL for a long time. And he knows that if you're a team that is constantly turning over and firing people, it's not good for outcome. It's not good for optics. It's not good for anything. So, for the first time in his 25 year of ownership career, he fires a head coach in the middle of the season. Shout out to Zach Kefer for, for that potential nut or that that particular nugget right there. So one week removed from the Ring of Honor, he's like, I fucking need one of these guys back. Jeff, you've been coaching high school, get your ass back in here. Can't be that hard. Need to get more than negative two yards in the first quarter. You think he can do that? That's where the Colts are right now. I think Jeff can bring him back a little bit. But once again, it's a throwaway for the year. Maybe Jeff earns a full-time job, though. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Jeff is supposed to be an NFL head coach, and none of us knew it until this morning. Sure. Maybe Jeff didn't know he was going to be an NFL head coach until all of us found out this morning. Jeff Saturday, I have faith in him. I like him as a human. I think he's a good leader. I think he knows football. I think he's passionate. I think he holds people accountable. Mm-hmm. I don't think that means the Colts are going to have a great season this year, but I am appreciative that Jim Irsay said, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck
3: it. Yeah. Bring yeah. him in. Pretty much. Give me Jeff yeah. Satter. Yeah. Fuck it. And, so, you know, it's a, I hope he remains the head coach, but it will be kind of a bummer for ESPN, right, because then Rex Ryan's at D.C., Mina Kimes is probably running the offense, and Swagoo's coaching the D-line, and Ryan Clark's in the secondary. What are they going to do? As long if they get negative one yard in the first quarter. You're
0: good. Improvement. Colts fans are going to want Jeff Satter to be the head coach for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. If they play an exciting brand of football, Colts fans are going to want Jeff Saturday to be the heck. Jeff Saturday is beloved here. Still on, what are those things? Billboards. Still on yeah, billboards. Uh-huh. The effectiveness of billboard marketing we can dive into. Sure. Wow. They charge per eye, and they charged me one time for an odd number of eyes. So I was intrigued on how they got to that particular number. How did they know with the buyers? Nonetheless. Who a lot of eye one
6: patches. On? There's a lot of one eyes out yeah. there. A
0: glance. So is the billboard catching that? I didn't know they had cameras on or taking pictures of all the eyes looking at you. But whenever no. they say, you'll have 70,231 eyes looking at you in this particular hour, that seems to be an interesting way I don't know how they got that number.
5: But nonetheless, he's
0: on a bunch of billboards around here. Mm -hmm. Air conditioning units, I think, for other things going on. Jeff Saturday's name is synonymous (laughs) with this city. Um, And maybe that's just what Jim Mercer is looking for. Bring me somebody that knows what this team's supposed to look like, can look like, and somebody that these fans actually enjoy and
2: love. When was the last time an interim coach was an outside hire, you think?
0: Bro. That has never coached in the the, NFL. Well,
2: well, Let's have, not
0: start asking these reasonable questions. Never coached in college.
2: Because I'm just wondering <laughs> if like, we can do like, the, the classic, like, hey, bet on the Colts this week. They're going to play hard for the interim coach. But it's like, none of, like you mentioned, like, none of these fucking guys know him. Like, no. they, so, he and, had
0: an office in the building. He did. Whenever he retired, he retired as a Colt. They gave him an office in the building and gave him a title. In the building. I don't know what the title was, and I don't think the – it was senior something. I think Mm -hmm. he got like a senior level something. I'm not sure the door was ever opened for the office by Jeff Saturday because he was going to coach somewhere else. But he has remained close with the organization. Like, I believe him and the Ursays do still chat on a regular basis, I think. So, (laughs) I don't know. How do you think, like, Gus Gus
1: Bradley, John Fox, former NFL head coaches on the staff?
0: Uh, They have to have some sort of respect for Jeff Saturday, I assume. Can't just bring in some nobody. Well, know?
1: no, I mean Jeff's not a nobody, except for the coaching part.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I think they—the writing's probably on the wall for all the other coaches. I mean, Marcus Brady got fired, sure, Matt Ryan yeah, got benched, okay. Frank Reich just got fired. I think the writing was already on the wall, and them bringing in Jeff Saturday maybe saves everybody from the awkward pressure that it would have to be. I don't. Also, we're not talking about how terrible they looked yesterday at all. Jim Mersey's like, fucking. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: that's a good all right, point. I'm firing
0: Frank Reich uh, twenty minutes before. 20 minutes before noon. All right, boom. Then about 45 minutes into the show, boom, Watch Jeff this. Saturdays. Coming yeah. <laughs> boom, we got this. We are going to get through this overreaction Monday. PR 101. We huh? are going to get yep. to Wednesday. We'll get to Wednesday, and guess what? We got a game coming up that we can focus on. This is the Jeff Saturday era. What will You know, the next era, whether it remains the Jeff Saturday era going forward into next year, if he has any success or whatever, at least Jim will be able to tell his fans, I tap back into what you became fans of mm-hmm. with Jeff Saturday coming in here. And if we're talking, if Jeff can't fix it, brother.
2: Who can't? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jeff what? fixed the CBA. Yeah. yeah. Jeff fixed the
2: CBA. What? This is wild.
3: Yeah, what's Ballard thinking? <laughs> this is awesome, though. <laughs> it really is. Who's calling the plays? Who's fucking Jeff, Jeff? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. What are we talking about, dude?
0: Jeff got those baby blues. He's taking the armband from Carly Ursay's arm. <laughs> yep. Give me those no, plays. She's
1: calling the plays.
3: She's. She, I wonder if she still will be down there. I don't know. Oh yeah, she's definitely be,
0: gonna be
1: down, down there. there.
3: I pictured Jeff Saturday and say, "Learn the playbook," just printing out the Colts Madden playbook and then just running through it, doing the photos like, "Hey, yeah, okay." Just,
0: just real quick.
3: What? Jeff Saturday
0: would run, like, full circles around you when it oh. comes to, like, intellect and everything. Like, no
3: doubt about he's, it. He's oh, he just
0: printed out the Madden one with pictures and said, do this. Like, you're just making it sound like Jeff Saturday's a fucking dipshit.
3: No, but he didn't. Co- he doesn't coach with the teams. he'll learn the entire playbook in five days and then I don't know go through it. I'm assuming he's not calling plays. But who?
0: But he might. They just, yeah, they just fired the play caller. It's Reggie <laughs> Wayne, maybe. That'd be sweet, actually. Reggie, Jeff, good friends. Obviously yeah. good teammates. Got a chance to see that around there.
3: Let's get Dane in there.
0: Let's get to a break. Dane might be. Let's do that. I mean, there's no Let's way. Stop bringing Dan
1: Rolofsky. Mike.
0: Dan Rolofsky deserves a nice steady job. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's right. I don't know if the Colts are the last nine weeks of the season is a steady job. Dane deserves a head
3: coaching job. That's yeah. right. Resume builder, though.
0: Bro, this is
3: wild. He I'm kind
0: of do- bummed I'm not going to see Jeff on TV anymore, though. Yeah, yeah I know. I oh, think- yeah, yeah. He'll be doing press conferences now.
2: How did this yeah, happen? but he's not gonna be doing. He's not gonna be serving up pancakes. Someone, so what's he doing? So someone,
0: he's he's walking in. He's getting off a plane. He's walking in. We're gonna say, uh, "Hello, Colts Nation." It is an honor to be back, or whatever. And they're gonna ask the first question. Jeff, when did you know this was gonna happen? Uh, same time you guys did. <laughs> what are you gonna do with the offense? I'm Not sure. I don't even know what type of offense they're. Like. <laughs> Uh, have you moved into your office? Nah, Frank was still moving out. As I got here, I didn't really even get a chance to go in there. I'll put my feet up on the desk. What's the plan for the rest of the day? Honestly, we've got to find a house to live in again. Yeah, uh, right. We've got to get the kids back into school up here, I guess. And uh, it'll all work itself up. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, Jeff. All right, Wednesday morning. Jeff, what are you doing? Uh, what, what did you do yesterday? Uh, tried to learn the offense. Turns out they weren't really run, running any time. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> How much can he change in four days? Exactly. Yeah, a lot.
1: What what is? What are they gonna do? I need the Vince McMahon meme where he's falling off his chair in the fourth. I don't know what the first three pictures are gonna be, but the fourth one's gonna say hire Jeff Saturday's head coach. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that one? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. That one you're talking about? Yeah, that's Jim Hersey, But yeah. And joining us
0: now for Hour 2 is a man in an attic in Ohio, a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, obviously a Ryder Cup champion, a video game pundit, NBA pundit, right. and a shit-talker in general. Ladies and gentlemen, Ohio, fuck A.J. Hawk. Yeah. A.J., A.J., great to see you. Thank you for traveling out here on uh, Friday. You do a great job. Thanks for fucking with all the wires on the desk. I got them back to where they normally are. You're the man. Let's dive into it. Colts fired Frank right this morning after an abysmal. An embarrassing performance against the New England Patriots just yesterday. He has been fired. Hired by the Indianapolis Colts, which I'm being told by a lot of people in the Indianapolis Colts building. They learned of this morning as well. Brand new, out of left field. Jeff Saturday is now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He has not been in the building. He has coached in high school. We do not know who's calling plays. 6 o'clock press conference. Shit is bananas. AJ, your first thoughts on everything that has happened here in the last 24 hours for the Indianapolis Colts.
5: Yeah, a bit surprising, I guess, the, the timing of Frank's firing, but even more surprising and somewhat shocking, which it's tough to be shocked these days, was the hiring of Jeff Saturday. And I'm all for it. I hope this becomes a trend. Let's keep hiring some former players for teams. If you're going to fire a coach midseason, you might as well give him a shot. I enjoy
0: former players getting tied back into the franchise and the programs that they kind of helped create and build. I think the Ring of Honor ceremony a week ago for Tarek Glenn, big big Tarek Glenn, absolute stud. Yeah. Yeah. The game was ended, and Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin stole the joy out of the entire building. Mm -hmm. The Ring of Honor game, the homecoming game for the Indianapolis Colts, which game will be deemed the homecoming game by Jim Irsay each year is an incredible thing to kind of You know, predict and project. He picked the commanders. Was that because Carson was playing for them? Was that because he was trying to dunk on Dan Snyder? Was that any of those reasons we do not know? But what we do know is that Jim got to talk to the greats of the Indianapolis Colts uh, organization. He got to talk to everybody in the ring of honor. He got to talk to Peyton and them. He got to talk to Marvin and Edge in the glory days of the past and reminisce about what it used to be, being the owner of the Colts, whenever everything was great. Now here we sit, Monday, Monday. November 7th, fires the head coach, which a lot of people have been expecting, I think, around here for the last few weeks. But Jim Mercer has never done this in his 25-year career as being an owner in the NFL, which is fire a coach in the middle of this season. And he brings in somebody that he was chatting with in the ring of honor, somebody that is still beloved by Indianapolis. Jeff, Saturday, get your fucking ass back in here. And if you can't fix it, nobody can, brother. And if you lose, it's all right. We're trying to rebuild for next year. We just need somebody that can maybe... You know, reach out and touch the fans a little bit. And if Jim's doing this strictly for promotion, you know, like – Hey, who will, buy, who will they buy tickets for? Uh, if Jeff Saturday's coaching, they'll fucking buy some tickets, right? Yeah, they won't boot oh, Jeff yeah. on the field, no, right? Just sure so have a little hope. I can get Jeff out here. I'm pumped for the next nine weeks because what will he do next if this yeah, team huh. continues to lose? He's got his old friend Paul McCartney is fucking playing quarterback <laughs> for the Indianapolis Colts in like five years, or in five weeks, I mean. What will he do next? I think that is what we're all kind of eagerly awaiting, A.J. Hawk.
5: I'm eagerly awaiting that first 6 p.m. press conference, right? Is that what you said?
0: Yeah, and I called some people in the building, you know? Whenever you got to get some questions yeah. in there Take for the sure. Yeah. Not, not a, the 6 o'clock press conference, I mean, maybe I'll get some questions in there for sure. I, I, I'm assuming there will be a lot of questions at yeah. like that 6 o'clock press conference. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I think I, so. I, I don't know if you need to add mine in there. I assume we'll get a lot of information out of there. But chatting with a couple of people in the building, everybody loves Jeff. You know, everybody in that building loves Jeff Saturday. They appreciate Jeff Saturday. Quit managers, athletic trainers, salespeople, sponsorship people, ticket people, right. business people. Front—I mean, everybody loves Jeff Saturday. So, perfect hire whenever it comes to that particular thing. Middle of the season, nightmare situation. We stink. Nobody thought we were going to stink. Bring a coach in that isn't going to be hated. Does bring maybe a little bit of freshness in the building is good news. But ain't none of them knew this was coming. I think there's a lot of surprise around the Indianapolis Colts building. Like, yeah. Jeff said, well, we loved it. Hey, it was fucking great. See, has Jeff ever coached before? He has coached. High school, for Georgia. Okay, so he has put a whistle around his neck before. Yep. Okay, that he has. Uh, has he ever set up a day before? And then the immediate thought is Jeff will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Jeff will figure it out. You think there's any hope for success here with Jeff Saturday? What can he ultimately do? He doesn't know the offense, right? He's getting dropped into somebody else's offense. I assume he'll be able to learn it. Will he implement his own offense? Will he be calling plays? What's realistic expectation here for Jeff Saturday's NFL coaching debut coming week ten in the NFL
5: season, AJ? I mean, realistically, you cannot expect Jeff to come in and call plays, especially this week. Like, mm. he's never called plays, never coached in the NFL. I played with Jeff for a year in Green Bay. He's a very, very intelligent guy. Like, he was a coach when he was a player. Like, he was one of those guys. But I would imagine he comes in, he's the CEO. <laughs> hey, if guys call, you got You guys call the defense, you call the offense. I'm going to set up the schedule, set up the day, try to set these guys up for success, try to bring some juice to the fans. Who knows what can happen? I guess, can it get. I'm not, I don't want to say can it get worse, but hey, you can't. You no. can only go up from here, really. Negative two yards of offense in the first quarter yesterday. Now it's against Bill
0: Belichick, but still n- n- worse than nothing. Yeah. They, they, they. They accomplished worse than nothing in the first quarter yesterday. Somehow, you've done nothing is Mm -hmm. a compliment to what they did in the first quarter uh, yesterday against the Patriots, and it's been like that for a few weeks. Maybe Jeff Saturday is able to write the course. He is a big brain. Everybody likes him. I'm excited to see what he does, but expectations here should be low. And I don't want us to judge Jeff Saturday's future NFL jobs off of what he does here, which I fear will happen. You know what I mean? Like, if Jeff wants to get back into coaching and he does want to coach, everybody's going to be like, well, you remember when he – He's head coach of the Colts.
5: Uh-huh. Oh. Jeff didn't go. Hey, if it doesn't work with the Colts, you think Jeff's going to go be a coordinator or an O line coach? No. If you start out as a head coach, you're not going anywhere else. We see him on TV. Jeff's got the juice. Jeff is
0: mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. I'm. Hey, congrats to Jeff. Go do it, dude. Hey, what do, Good do you luck, say? Jeff. Go do it. Dude. I can
1: tell you from a gambling perspective. I just put potentially my largest bet of the year in on the Colts. Okay. To win. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Against really? Raiders.
0: Oh maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean there's there's, they've given up seventeen point leads. There there's interim coach games and then there's this guy's never coached before games. Have to bet on. All
0: right. Well, we'll get back to this obviously. Joining us now is a man who did go through a coaching change, but Mm -hmm. it was in the off season, you see. That happens in the offseason. Right. The first offensive coach came into his life since he had joined the Minnesota Vikings. And what has happened since then? Oh, I don't know. Seven and one. A little Kirk Chains who's been born. Swag and environment. One that is super positive. And now a team of destiny, some people are saying. Some people are joining their bandwagon at a rapid alarming rate because of this man that's joining us right now. Quarterback out of Michigan State University. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, Kirk chains yeah! Kirk, what's up, dude?
6: I'm doing well. I've heard Kirk chains I've heard Kirk Thugsins. Uh, so I've heard a few different names now. But uh, – uh, i i love it it's uh it's a lot of fun uh these flights back after wins from an away game are awesome
0: yeah we talk about that aj and i and obviously we're big fans of yours and we thank you for joining us especially after such a monumental win in your career where the crowd in washington was chanting you like that you like that and then you go back and get a big win and do the chant at the end with your teammates it's awesome then kirk goes on a plane and Those trips home, whenever you steal a victory on the road, which you're not supposed to, you have to if you're going to go win anything, not supposed to win on the road, are a great moment of coming together. And I think for us, it's kind of a spotlight of what your team is this year as a whole as opposed to maybe in the past. And obviously winning brings a lot better camaraderie, but what is it about this team that is different than years past over there in Minnesota, and how much do you attribute that to Kevin O'Connell's presence every single day, Kirko?
6: Well, I think just finding the inches really at the end of games end of half, uh, in those crucial situations has made the difference. We were in every game nearly last year. We just lost a lot of those one score games really on the final player, the final drive. And, and so to find those inches this year has really been a difference. I think that, you know, we haven't been able, outside of week one against the Packers We really haven't been able to pull away from teams. And so it's required us to, uh, to kind of find those inches at the end of the game and um it's really been defense it's been special teams it's been offense it's been a variety of reasons and so we've kind of had to win truly as, as a team it hasn't it hasn't been as much about any one phase of football or any one individual nice what has uh, O'Connell done and the rest of that staff to,
5: to help you guys find those inches like all those little those plays here or there that end up winning games for you is it something you
6: can point to you know, the only thing I can really point to would be on Friday, we do have a, a meeting we've we've entitled or Kevin entitled uh, situational masters. And so we watch around the league from the previous week, what has happened, um, you know, in those moments, good, bad, ugly, so that we can learn from what's been going on. And then we'll also show what happened in our game and be able to kind of learn from those examples. So the the situations, the in-game stuff at the end of games is being coached on a weekly Basis, And I'd like to think that, you know, that makes a meaningful difference in the game. And uh, I know every team is, is luckily doing that, but um, uh, I think that meeting has been very productive for us.
0: Uh, whenever KOC and Quasey were hired, You told us that there was maybe a text that you sent about what needs to happen in your eyes to have a winning program in Minnesota. How much of that did they listen to? How much of that have you experienced and how freeing is it that you have a coach and a GM that kind of want your collaboration and has that how it's always been?
6: Yeah, they've been great listeners. Um, You know, and, and I always want to give them the freedom, you know, when I share anything uh, or ask a question to say, Hey, I don't have the answer either. I'm just saying, you know, sharing something, and and then you know, you guys can do what you feel is best. And and I understand that you have a job to do that's different from mine. And so, um, you know, certainly you try to give some input at times when it's helpful. Um, but at the same time, you also understand that you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and they have a tough job, and they have to make many, many decisions week in and week out to to build this football team the way they wanted it's really my job to go out and play to high levels such that those decisions can be proven right. And, um, and so, yes, to be at seven and one after eight games is an awesome start, but I do think that, um, you know, we, we need to be playing our best football now in the second half of the season. And, um, you know, you start to put a little bit of a target on your back with a better record. And so, um, and we've also got some really tough games up ahead here with the bills and the Cowboys we've got some good football teams. So, um, you know we've got to be on our best on our best uh, preparation here this weekend up ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean you guys got a target on you. you. Also have a big wagon behind you that people are jumping on. You're a fun team to watch. <laughs> you are a fun team to watch right now. That offense is incredible. Defense flying around like you're saying. Special teams as well. It's a cool thing, Kirk. Oh, go ahead, Connor.
3: Yeah, Kirk was one of the things you asked the GM and coach for was a All Pro tight end from the division to come over to the team and help you. And was part of your game plan going into this week. Get TJ Hawkinson involved right away.
6: Yeah, great question. So Kevin called me last Tuesday and uh, he said, Hey, Irv's gonna be out for several weeks and uh, we feel like we need to make a move. I just wanted you to hear it before you would you know hear it publicly, which I obviously appreciate the call. He said, We're gonna go get and I'm before he says the name, I'm like, okay, who, who would this be? Who would this be? And he's like, TJ Hawkinson. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I didn't think he was didn't think he was an option. uh, yes, please. Um so, so the challenge then was how does how does he help us right away? How does he learn the system that fast? And um, and he did somehow some way he did. He he was there all game long making plays for us. And I did not expect him to have nine targets and nine catches and to help us so much on third down, but he did. And that's a credit to him and the coaches getting him ready. Um, but we should see as we go now. You know how we can kind of face him into our offense and kind of use him to take some pressure off Justin and Adam and KJ and. Um, and really help us while while Irv's dealing this injury.
5: Hey, how rare is that for a guy to come in like that at such short notice to have not only so many targets, so many catches, be productive, but like you said, he's
6: playing the majority of the game. That's pretty tough on like on a week's notice, I feel like. Well, and and you know, I mean the tight end position, you gotta be involved in the run game, you gotta be involved yeah. in pass protection, you gotta be involved in the route tree on third down, you gotta know audibles, hand signals, code words. I mean, there's so much the tight end does. Uh, where you can't really Zoom focus on any one role. So uh, we asked a lot of him, and he responded. And, um, you know, it's going to be great to have him as a complement and to know that, uh, you know, if they're doubling Justin, if they have coverages, take away some different route concepts that we like to do with our receivers. To have that, that wide, that tight end position um, there, you know, it, it really helps.
0: We had him do uh, score a score touchdown. Seems like you thought the same thing. I'm excited to see what you end up doing with him. And once again, shout out to the Lions. Straighten him away in the division. Yeah. Kirko, you can't laugh at that, shout obviously. Out. You're not allowed to do that, especially at this <laughs> moment. Hey, on the video of you dancing with two watches, ten chains, you know, and Kirk <laughs> Thuggins and Kirko chains, little Kirko, uh, not much not enough was said mm-hmm. hey hey we're talking eight pack in there hey yeah. we're talking eight pack in there good rhythm yoked you up drug tested Dr- yeah I'm t- <laughs> what are we is there a different is this how you've always been did we just not ever see you shirtless thugging around on planes have you always been absolutely strapped or have you had to change the way you treat your body as you've gotten older in the nfl
6: I have always been absolutely strapped. (laughs) More so in college, you know, in college. And you guys live this, if you remember. I mean, the college lifts, I mean, they are meant to make you look good at the beach. And you better believe, by my senior year, I looked good at the beach. Uh, uh, I I really couldn't move very well, but I looked good at the (laughs) beach. And so in in the pros, I've kind of backed off the heavy lifting and tried to – you know, to to just take it back, dial it down a notch, and uh, work more on movement, flexibility, tissue work, and stuff like that. But, uh, man, my best days are probably coming out of college. You know, I was uh, – I remember at the Senior Bowl when you had to uh, – Jeez, up Kirk, and look and at you.
0: In. Kirk, look at you. There it is. Look
6: at the feed on it. I mean, Kirk Ooh, is – jeez, Kirk. I'm probably – I'm probably one of the lighter quarterbacks in the NFL, though. Gary Kubiak used to say, hey, what, what did you weigh in at this week? Because he was pretty concerned about how how light I am because I am pretty lean. I'm not a big-hipped guy, not a broad-shouldered guy. So, um, you know, I, I have to be smart. I have to, you know, chuck and duck and, and understand my limitations. But – um um, you know, I try to play smart and still be able to make it work, even though I'm only 200 pounds out there. I cut
0: you off there. What were you going to say at senior bowl when you were getting uh height and weight? You just walked out and started, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the senior bowl is like the only time where you like walk around shirtless in front of people. And my agent texted me after I weighed in, he's like, I'm getting a bunch of texts from scouts that you looked yoked. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I appreciated that, but then I came to learn that guys like Eli Manning and Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning who go to Super Bowls and go to the Hall of Fame and play 17 years, that they don't really look that great with their shirt off, so I realized that's really not the goal. The goal is to do the stuff on the field that they've done, and so I kind of started to dial it back. I don't know. I saw you
0: with a 19-yard scamper for a touchdown oh, yeah, as yeah. well. I'm <laughs> seeing you with an eight-pack now. I think there needs to be a little bit more respect put on Kirk Thuggan's athletic ability and how much <laughs> of a study he is. Ty, your
2: question for Kirk Cousins. Kirk, you mentioned the tough games that you guys have coming up, and although you're five games up in the loss column in the north and it seems like you know, you basically have won the division – how do you guys keep that chip on your shoulder when you're continually winning and looking good and having so much fun on the plane? Like, How is it, I mean, is it hard to not maybe like kind of get a little taste of that success and, and, and kind of overlook what you guys have ahead of you? Or do you realize, like, hey, this is a team that could legitimately go win the Super Bowl, so having that chip on the shoulder isn't that difficult?
6: You know, I think we are not winning that convincingly. I do think that there's a lot of room for improvement in the way we're playing. And so I think we would walked away from a few of these games saying, I'm so glad we won, but uh, we've got to play better. Um, and so there's that part of it that I think gives us all an edge. I think also in 2020 and 21, we lost so many close games. felt like we had a really good football team, but, but just, you know, came up really one game short in both years of making the playoffs. And so those experiences, the last two seasons, I think, stay with you and it forces you to kind of keep that edge and not leave anything to chance. So um, I think this group knows what it takes to win in this league and it's starting to show, but uh, um, those past experiences, I think, help us to, uh, to keep our edge. And, Playing at Buffalo this week also is, uh, is oh. going to keep you with that edge because that's a tough place to play. Hey, I mean, they're going to be
0: pissed too. They, they yeah. lost to the Jets. I don't know how much you pay attention to everybody else. That is going to be a frustrated football team. We
1: hope Josh keeps the mustache in. Last question here from Tone Diggs for you, Kirk. Kirk, you talk about chucking and ducking. Uh, there was a play yesterday. You took a, uh, took a deep shot to Justin Jefferson. You took a shot to the ribs. Did not look like it felt good. Did he thank you for that, how the ribs feeling uh, today?
6: Yeah, I got the wind knocked out of me. I'm, I'm doing fine now. I just need to catch my breath for a second. So I just kind of laid there to make sure I could breathe. And then I uh, had to come out for one play and then was able to get right back in. So I'm surprised it doesn't happen more where the wind gets knocked out of you just because of how often you get hit. But uh, uh, we're all good now, and, uh, and you know, we'll get some good treatment this week and be ready to go for Sunday. Did you have the was that like that? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, full on. <laughs> right. Hey, that's scary. Don't you think you're going to die out there? And there's some moments where you're like, ah, if I die, I die. I guess you have said that. But <laughs> there's times where you think you're never – you say you're never going to breathe again, right? And there's there's some of that thought out there. Were you having that on the field or no?
6: Uh, you do have that thought for a second that you're in a dark place and you'd like to get out of it. I remember whoever hit me, pain or whoever hit me, pretty good, and I'm kind of – I mean, I, I don't know what I sounded like, but I must have been like, "Ah," because he, as he walked by me, as he got up, he goes, "You'll be fine. You'll be fine." <laughs> so I must have been moaning or something. Uh, well, keep enjoying
0: yourself, man. It's a lot of fun to watch. Maybe get. Hey, are you going to get a couple chains for yourself? Or how many did you
6: have on yesterday? I think that's the natural next step. Yeah, I think more chains is the natural next step. I mean, at some point when you're wearing like you know seven or eight and your shirts off. I don't really know where it goes from here unless I go get my own. I mean, we've got a lot more away games. So if we win one of these away games, I just don't know where to take it from here. So um, natural next step would be to get my own.
0: Uh, you got yeah, to get, get a grill. Ooh, yeah. You got to get a grill.
6: A grill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, we appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Quarterback of the Vikings, who are 7-1 Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk! <laughs> Wright is a man who is awesome at football, college football, national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion. He once had 31 tackles. Yep. No, he twice had yeah. 31 Jeez. tackles in a game and 100 yards rushing on the offensive side. Oh. Centerville Oak legend, Ohio fuck, A.J. Hawk. Yeah. 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 The Toxic Table's here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt, one half of the hammer. Cowboys, Tone Diggs is here. It has certainly been a productive day here on this overreaction Monday because this city, Indianapolis, is the actually we're in Lawrence. Oh which is outside of Indianapolis. Right uh indianapolis downtown indianapolis much different than what it used to be pre-covid <laughs> but feels like it's on its way back maybe in the next year or so hopefully of yeah. uh, being the prominent indianapolis that i came to love and the reason why i still live here is because how awesome this city is anyways this particular well the city that is closest that to this that we used to be in team i used to play for has made some big news on this monday november 7th because yesterday they traveled up to New England, Foxborough, a familiar foe, the New England Patriots, a nemesis of the Indianapolis Colts, and they put out an abysmal, embarrassing performance in which they had negative two yards offense in the first quarter, making a lot of people wonder. You fired the offensive coordinator a week ago that we didn't know exists. Frank, were you even preparing for a game to be played, and how is this what your team has become with such high aspirations at the beginning of the season? Monday comes around, Jim Mercer says, Frank, I appreciate everything you've done for Indianapolis, you're an incredible human. I think we all like you, but it's just not working for the Colts. You're fucking fired, dude. So Frank Reich's fired. Who's going to be the interim head coach? Is it going to be Gus Bradley, who's the defensive coordinator, former head coach uh, of the Jacksonville Jaguars and other places? John Fox on his staff, former head coach of the Broncos and the Bears and some other places. Will he be the head coach? No, Jeff Saturday has been hired as the head coach. And you're asking yourself, has Jeff Saturday ever been a head coach before? he has not except for in high school football but he has deep ties with the organizations he is be in organization he is beloved by the Indianapolis Colts fan he's got a big brain he's a great leader he could do great he could not it's a big move by Jim mercy on this monday november 7th and i wonder what's going to happen next aj hawk this is insanity will this carry the news the next two to three days you think will this be what everybody's talking about or will the nfl continue to be the nfl with one breaking news following another and every time we go that's fucking absurd and it's like yep the <laughs> nfl is a glitch in a simulation it is always
5: awesome how long is this big topic of conversation aj hawk i mean i think today it's going to be a big topic and then obviously the reacting office press conference tonight and then we're going to get to see like footage of like what's it of Jeff at practice, like maybe addressing the team a little bit. So yeah, I think it's going to carry on through the week. And then I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm curious just to see what it looks like, what, what it looks like Mm -hmm. with the Colts with Jeff on the sideline as Mm -hmm. the head guy. Like that's, that's going to be fun to watch.
0: I'm excited to see how it all pans out uh, in Indianapolis, and we will certainly keep people updated. I have a lot of uh, questions out to a lot of different people in the Indianapolis Colts organization. I put in a request for Jim Mercy to join us this hour. I have been told he's a little bit busy right now. This okay. Be- <laughs> okay. Sure. Make him <laughs> on. you are talking about? His work done. Yeah. He fired, he hired,
1: Work done. Yeah. I think they got to figure out
0: a lot of shit if I had to guess. <laughs> yes. uh, I think they're, like, contractually, yeah. what's Jeff Saturday signing for? Is just the rest of the yeah. season? Is it a two-year deal? Is there an opt-out? How much is he getting oh. paid? Is he getting paid for a season is he getting paid for nine games Jeff Saturday is in a good position business wise if he wants to be mm-hmm. here and I'm not saying he would and maybe they agreed to a deal over the phone call whenever he was called at dinner last night mm-hmm. when Jim Ursay was telling him he was going to be the head coach of the Colts He's excuse me and they negotiated a deal then but there's probably a lot of shit that has to get done so we appreciate the information and getting back to us and the response and the request of the Indianapolis Colts I would like to hear from Jim Ursay. hopefully tonight 6 o'clock press conference we will
2: I mean like you you mentioned it is there really any negative here? I don't think there is. I really don't. Like, there- Immediate reaction is to bury Jim Mercy for this hiring. For sure. But then as we've talked about it for the last hour, and we
0: apologize for repeating ourselves if you've been watching for a while. I guess a lot of people have. Fucking appreciate it. Know that I'm sending out so many different fishing lines in yeah. the water yeah, to try to get more information and try to get people to talk. I'm trying my best. Hopefully they'll get back to me. Seems like it's a bit chaotic right now uh, with certain people that I'm trying to message. Yeah. The direct people is who I'm trying to message to see how this happened and hopefully we'll find out at this whole thing but it is immediately a, a burial jim mercy yeah. all the pictures that jim mercy has tweeted himself of himself get brought back into the fold all the bad stories of jim mercy that you've heard because jim mercy has battled his demons certainly has battled his demons but if you think about his life you know I think if he was able to avoid everything with the way his life has gone, I think that would have been an incredible feat that not enough people would have put over. I think there's chances for him to do some things, and he's made the wrong ones at a couple different times. But overall, the people of Indianapolis, I think, have benefited greatly from Jim Ursay's presence. I've gotten a chance to become, like, kind of friends with Jim Ursay. Ah.
2: I'd say so. Definitely. Friendly.
0: Friendly yeah. with Jim Ursay. Not friends. I would never get invited to something with me and Jim. Hey, yeah, you won't come over. Like, that's not. <laughs> that'd be <friends laughs> yeah, well. friendly. Friendly with. Jim Irsay. He's been nothing but kind to me, nice to me. He's helped me out with a lot of things whenever you think about business and who I should talk to and who I could potentially get a hold of. He's helped out so many charities and foundations. So I think immediately upon yeah. any decision that Jim Irsay makes, there's going to be people that point out his transgressions from the past and everything that he does and say, oh, this is what Jim does. Oh, Jim, go back into the bo- Jim's doing this. Everybody says Jim gets on the bottle. I don't think he was ever alcoholic, so maybe learn a little bit more about him and his story before you bury him. But it is Nonetheless, he's made bad decisions in the past. I think we all have. But whenever he does this, the immediate reaction is, what an idiot, what an idiot. This dude's been around the NFL a long time. This dude's been running a business for a long time. I think he was... uh GM whenever he was like 30 something years old his dad just kind of gave him the job and did he, was he ready for it? Probably not. Did he do it? Yes, long time, like 11 years. Then he bought the team from his father for like a million bucks or something like that. He's the youngest owner at the time. He's had to go through so many different eras of the NFL. He's had to be a part of so many different negotiations with the NFL. He's had to negotiate stadium deals, not only one but two of them with Indianapolis Mm -hmm. and also in other ones that he's had to do for the NFL as a whole. Jim Irsay is a much better businessman than anybody gives him any credit for because of everybody just automatically talking about the way he tweets the friends that he has that are a lot of hippies and songwriters and deep thinking motherfuckers jim ursay's friends with those people so that's not normal so people don't think those people are always of a sound mind even though they think much differently jim ursay is an impressive businessman jim ursay has had a pretty fucking good program For a long time here in the city of Indianapolis, Indiana, which if you fly over, looks like about two blocks of New York City with how small it is. Business-wise, this is a home run. Jeff Saturday is the only thing we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about Frank Reich. We're not talking about having negative two yards offensively yesterday against the New England Patriots, who aren't the New England Patriots of old no. right now. They're terrible performance against the New England Patriots. Jeff Saturday's beloved in the city. People are going to want to come watch Jeff Saturday. And do interim coaches ever really work out? Very rarely. Jim Mercy right. hasn't fired a head coach in the middle of the season in 25 years as an owner. Never done this. Has seen other teams do it. Has seen other places do it. And I'm, I'm excited for the fact that he has seen other teams do shit. And he goes, why are they doing that? Everybody hates that guy. Why, yeah. why would you even – if we ever do this, brother, and hopefully we never get in this with his group of friends that he talks to or consultant or business, if we ever get to do this – We're bringing in somebody that's liked, somebody that we like, somebody that we enjoy, somebody that the people like, somebody that we're going to be able to at least have a little bit of positive. They hire somebody that everybody hates. But why would you go from bad to worse, brother? He's doing this with Jeff. I don't know if it's going to work out on the football field. Who knows what the Colts become. But from a PR business span or business side of it,
5: it's brilliant. This is a brilliant move by the Indianapolis Colts. Oh. Also, you can't great, like you can't. I don't think, like anything when you make a decision, you can't sit, sit off right away and say, Oh, this is terrible. This is what's he thinking? I guess that can be your opinion, but we don't really know. We need to let it play out. It's like in the, in the spring after the draft when they say, Oh, who won the draft? I don't know. We got to see what happens when they get out there and actually put these guys in the game. Like, we don't really know until we see how it plays out, I think.
0: And what if, just on a complete flip side of everything I said, what if Jim Ursay is just like, man, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Season sticks, yeah. anyways. Mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff, remember you told me you're one of my buddies. Like Jeff yeah. and him are friends. Like, I, what if Gorman would have been named the head coach today? That oh, would have been awesome. Why not? Yeah. That would have been, awesome. been awesome. Jeff Gorman, he used to work with us. Hey, Gorman, originally worked with the Colts and Jim Irsay, back to working with the Colts and Jim Irsay. Incredibly happy for him. He also runs the microphone during quarters, the show at yep. the stadium. <laughs> oh, yeah. He sounds like a carney while he's He's yeah. so good. He's incredible yeah. at what he does. Oh. It is amazing. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then he'll fire through like yeah. a question. Wrong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, so close. He is. He's incredible at what he does. In the stadium, but he's also we think we're not 100 sure we don't know this, but we think he's in like Jim's circle, right? He's a, yeah. he's one of pe- people in Jim's circle. I assume he knows how this came to be. Mm-hmm. And what if Jim is just like we like Jeff, don't we like Jeff? Jeff said he wanted to be a head coach. <laughs> Fuck it, Our give seasons, it a shot. we had negative two mm-hmm. yards, it, and that's what you can do when you're an owner. And I think that's what you know a lot of people are learning. Right Pretty now. nice, and
5: yeah. he has the balls to do it too. Like it. When he first came to us, like, I wonder who's the first person he, like, bounced this idea off of. Hey, what do you think of, uh... Probably Gordon. have been Gordon. Probably Gordon. Yeah. yeah. That's what I wanted, like, wow, okay, I wouldn't... That's not exactly where I thought you were going to go with this, but hey, Jeff you never Saturday.
0: know. <laughs> and then yeah. Jim starts laying out, remember what, remember what McCartney said. Yeah. <laughs> people like good people who do good things, and good things come to those who do good things. Remember? And Gorman's parts. Good point. Your yeah. team. Your team. Here's a picture, obviously, of Jeffrey Gorman. If you do have, forgot the incredibly handsome man named Jeffrey. And then there's Jim Ursay. Those two, uh, I believe, pretty good friends. I believe Jeff is pretty tight in there. I wonder if he was part of the conversation. But it could be as easy as Jim Ursay and Jeff Saturday getting along, which once again goes to talk about Jim Ursay, the owner. He gets along with a lot of his ex players. You know, that's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happens everywhere. I think there's a lot of places where the players hate the fucking owner. Oh, yeah. I think that is something that happens whenever people leave the NFL. Uh, you could see why business-wise, the first time somebody's ever been told that they're not good enough in a sport that they played since they were a little kid, and they've been very good for a long time. Normally, the business side has come from the general manager, ultimately the owner as well. Jim has great relations, I think, with fucking every person, maybe, that's ever played for the Colts. Jeff Saturday and he have a really tight relationship i think what if it was just like fuck it jeff you want to be a head coach yeah
1: fucking sweet worst case scenario top five pick maybe get your future quarterback
0: best case scenario we got the next great nfl head coach yeah we sell some tickets get great atmosphere mm-hmm. jeff saturday probably correct some of the cultural shit mm-hmm. that was i have faith that jeff will be able to jeff is never scared really to say the shit you know yeah that like is uncomfortable you know what I mean? Like Yeah, he came into Green Bay.
5: He was like year 14, 15, and he was like, a you know, right away was a guy. Definitely not scared to to say, like, give his opinion or let us know. or You know, he's a leader. That's what those guys do.
0: Like, hey, you're fucking up, too. Like, Jeff isn't scared to, you know what I mean? Let I, you know. Yeah, Jeff was, uh, when I got in trouble, I was, Jeff was on the team. Conversation that he and I had, and I thought we had a pretty good relationship, which we did. And what he said to me, I was like, oh, this dude like seems like care about you. like, you know, like I actually thought to myself, like, oh, this dude cares about me. I think as a human, I think this person yeah. does mm-hmm. care about me, which is another trait that makes him, you know what I mean? Like, I think he is. A, if you start listing out what the fuck he is, You know, like the pancake segment on ESPN, really awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: That's not what he is. Let's not
0: define him. Well, but
2: they're going to miss that. Yeah. We're going to miss that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I really enjoy that segment. But if you start listing out all the traits of Jeff Saturday, you start thinking to yourself, that'd be a great fucking head coach almost, you know? So maybe this is Jim scouting. Maybe this is Jim scouting, seeing an opportunity for a trial, like uh, preseason almost. Hey, you get nine games here to kind of be a head coach. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's as easy as Jim Irsay thinking that Jeff would be an incredible head coach from all the traits that he has. Sees the situation and goes, hey, Jeff, why don't you get your fucking feet wet? See if you like it. Okay? See if you like it. See if we think you could do it. And then maybe we'll talk long term. Could be that. I mean, we have no fucking idea how this came about because of how it a left field it
2: is. Yeah, and I, I mean, you have to assume, like, the expectations aren't sky high. You know, it's like no one's expecting Jeff Saturday to come in and all of a sudden the Colts to rip off, you know, eight wins or whatever. But to your point, too, it could be, like, the type of thing where it's like, well, I can't hire someone who's already on the staff to be an interim coach because – Whatever messages have been getting spread around the locker room, like they're just not landing. Like things are stale. I need to get someone completely different who is removed from the entire situation to come in. And if it's a former player who guys respect, even if they didn't play with him, like maybe he does shake things up enough where, you know, it kind of course corrects a little bit. Not necessarily where you're going to turn things around and go to the playoffs, but I think if you see small changes, like, you know, that, hey, job well done. That's really all you can
6: ask for.
0: What if this is. What if this is Jim Mercey scouting? Like everybody has Sean. Sean Payton's probably not going to come to Indianapolis. Right now, a lot of Colts fans saying, "Let's <laughs> no go get way. Sean Payton." Jim Mercey's a really cool guy. I love. I love the building that the Colts have. I don't know if Indianapolis is. I don't, maybe I don't know Sean Payton at all either. But I don't think he's coming to Indianapolis. I, no, I, I, I do not think that is the case. What if this is Jim trying to like get ahead of it and not having to scout and be a part of the coaching audition auction that kind of takes
5: place in the offseason? What if it is him scouting? Hopefully we shall find out today. Well, there's other guys out there, though. Think about it. There's other guys out there that he wants to hire that are on different staffs. He can't go out there and talk to them now. He's got nine weeks. He can't go – Take somebody who's an assistant somewhere else and bring him on his team now to be the interim coach and say, "Hey, I want you to be. I'm going to sign you to a five year deal." He still has to wait till their season's done.
0: Yeah, so he's taking advantage of the extra time here, yeah. and he's probably seen other teams fire the coach early and be like, "Why aren't they?" Yeah, it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. you know, old Jerry, not that Jerry's done it, but just
5: let's say some random owner,
0: you know, old Hank. He didn't even use the t- this idiot. You know, mm-hmm. this guy didn't yeah. even. Let's do- take a shot.
5: Let's take a shot and do something no one's ever done before. See if see what happens.
0: Now, will we be saying this in three weeks if they look like? They looked yesterday against the New England Patriots. Yeah. I wonder. they probably won't even be a talking point at that point,
2: which – Yeah, seems to be way over. And yeah. I don't think you would pin yeah. that on Saturday either. I don't huh. think – That mean, team no. stunk before. It, it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think we'd be saying like, well, Jesus fucking Christ, Jeff Saturday's not getting them ready to play. <laughs> you
0: know, it's a win for Jeff. Yeah, 100%. It's a win for –
3: this seems like a good decision.
0: They're really – Very
2: smart. No negative for him taking yeah. it. That's why <laughs> I think he jumped at it. It was like, fuck yeah, yeah absolutely I will do this. Couch, you
1: take it? Yeah, and... Hey,
5: fuck it. Yeah, come on. I'll be a head coach. I know a lot of... Pat, don't you know a lot of guys
2: that want to be coaches? I
5: know plenty of people who want to be coaches, but they're like, I just... I want to be a head coach. I don't want to work my way up. I want to be a head coach right away. I'm not
0: making coffee for some basic motherfucker that knows less about football than me. Yeah. I'm not drawing up cards for a guy just because he's coached for 20 years. He's supposed to know football better. I just got done playing for 15 years in the NFL. Currently, how it is right now. I'm now drawing up cards until 3 a.m. For this guy, just because, just because that's how you got to do it. You've heard a lot of players talk like that. You've heard a lot of coaches say they're going to suck as coaches. Mm -hmm you haven't been there you don't understand how to handle situations you don't know how to do this you don't know how to get through this type of thing if your team's acting like this here's a drill that you learned or here's a practice that you learned from somebody 15 years ago that's one of the great coaches and there's a, a development and all that a lot of young coaches have gotten head coaching gigs a lot of young head coaches have done well they did not earn their stripes as much as other coaches have who had to wait around a long time before getting the dream job of being an NFL head coach now you've got potential players just coming in who've never done it and it's not going to be every player okay not every single player is going to be a good head coach not every single coach that's young and an offensive wizard is going to be a good head coach not every single old coach that's been around for 30 years is going to be a good head coach so i hope that they're all judged in the same exact way but if jeff comes in and has success this is going to change some things for some fucking head coaching positions that are going to open up here the next couple years that's a good point aj
5: yeah i think ty hit on it earlier though um I, I would imagine at some point over their time talking with, with Jeff and uh, and Jim Ursay, like I would imagine Jeff's gotten detailed in what he would do or what uh, he, like if first says, hey, what do, what do you think, what are you seeing out there? Mm-hmm. I would imagine Jeff probably impressed him multiple times like, hey, you know what? They're doing this. I would, I think we do. I tried this back when Peyton was here. And he probably gave him like specifics and Irsay's like, oh, okay. All right. Irsay, football guy.
0: That. Ursay football guy. Loves football. Pop, was a power
5: Yeah, you, not only
0: yeah, power lifter champion. Mm-hmm. He went over to your state, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, your an Ohio golfer. champ. Yeah, he, he from Indianapolis yeah. Oh, yeah. as the general manager of the Indianapolis <laughs> um, Colts. Yeah. drives over to Ohio and Why? says, "Who's your strongest? <laughs> Who's your biggest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meet me at this high school gym." Yeah, and then obviously Jim Merce won the championship. Yeah, takes his obviously belt. he's the Ohio champion. Takes Champions. the belt, jumps over the barricade, yep. goes right back to Indiana. See right. you. <laughs> I do not know if he won, but in our head, he no, definitely he did. Yeah, he, did. did. Yeah, he did. He definitely
5: did. Sign that photo. Yeah. How do you feel about, How do you yeah.
0: think Ohio feels about that?
5: Is that how it works like if oh. you're from if you're really strong, you just go you call you go to another yep. state and you say, "Hey, meet me at this gym." Mm-hmm. Ohio all State all, all Championship.
0: This is it right here. Ohio State Championship. Now, yeah. who knows if that's real cuz there's written one well, marker on top of the picture clearly <laughs> as a memory, <laughs> and we're just hoping that they're accurate, but Yeah, he went over I to mean, Ohio that's... and said, "How much weight you got in
5: the gym here in Ohio?" Put it on a bar. Put it all on, bar. Put it on my back. And anyone over that there. That bar is bending. That bar is bending uh-huh. big time, too, I bet. Dude, that
0: was wild. It, it, what do you mean you bet? Yeah, you can see it.
5: What are <laughs> we talking about? You Does bet. Does that look Con? like Jim Irsay to you? Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: That Mizuno T. is awesome. That
0: dude just hired Jeff Saturday as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. That's right. I'm right. This dude is continuing to live a movie life. And for that, we thank him. Thank, thank you, Jim. Thank you, thank Jim.
2: All right. Uh, what do you think that means for Ballard? Anything? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Well. that's. No. What do you think? I don't know, man. Like,
5: where does he fall in all of this? I don't, I don't know. Do you think Jim said, brother, we're hiring Jeff Sardy as head coach. You like it?
0: Well, I mean. Do I have a choice? Appreciate it? To it yeah. yeah. Actually, see I don't later. care. Shut up. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm hiring him.
0: Tough. Chris knows, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He has to, right? <laughs>
5: Not a great not a great situation. It'll be okay, right now, though. though. Yeah.
0: I assume he knows, though. Like, you know, probably has for a little bit. Right. Going into the season, you probably think about that. Because last year, they didn't make the fucking playoffs, dude.
3: Remember? Mm. Seven Pro Bowls. A
0: lot of talk about a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year. Not gonna, probably not going to make the, well, we don't know what Jeff's going to do. With the, that's yeah. right. We don't know yeah. what Jeff's going to do with the boys. It
3: could be 11-5. No.
0: Could potentially not make the playoffs again. this Two years in a row not making the playoffs. That is not a team that anybody gives a fuck about. That's what the Colts have become, though, in the AFC South that have been dominant, yep. dominated by this team from Nashville. Hey, AJ, let's, this is a good transition. Could you fucking imagine? Could you imagine if that Ohio fuck, Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Titans, had fucking now malik might be a fucking guy going forward they're talking about his arm being a rocket and he's incredible run he had six completions two weeks ago had eight completions last night they almost beat the kansas city chiefs i mean they could have potentially beat the chiefs in a couple different situations a couple different things go their way they beat the chiefs has to go to overtime could you imagine if rabel had like a top two top three top four top five quarterback in the nfl he seems to be an incredible coach. His defense is always going to be solid. What they've been able to do to the Magic Mahomes multiple times now, when nobody else has seemingly figured it out, is incredible. Offensively, they're able to just pound the rock. Pound the rock. And they said they didn't have a first down for like five, six, whatever the I forget the time it was, still held on. Now, that's not great for the offense, but Vrabel finds a way to win. Did you know going into last night, they were five and fucking two? I didn't know that. They put the graphic up and it was like, Titans are five and two. I'm like, that. Titans are five and two. All anybody's talking about is how none of their receivers have any yards. AJ Brown has more touchdowns than all their receivers, has more yards than all their receivers. They have no weapons at all. I had no idea they were five and fucking two. Now they're five and three, obviously. But Vrabel seemingly is maybe one of the greatest football minds of all time. And I'm not saying that just because we like them. I'm saying that because if you watch the Titans, they're always in it. And we don't know anybody on their fucking
5: team other than like four or five guys, AJ. Yeah, it feels like Bill Belichick, doesn't it? I mean, this is how Bill finds a way to stay in games and, and dude, do all the little things and, and not dude. be scared to play like, not be scared, I guess, to have the game maybe look boring to some people because they know they're going to do whatever it takes. And Raves is one of those guys. I feel like he's he's thinking in the first quarter. He's already like setting things up and thinking about the fourth quarter. And this is what we have got to do. How we're going to keep it close. All of that stuff. And I think he communicates that well to the team too throughout the week. So they they clearly know. Hey, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. If you guys trust me, we can win this thing. I love it.
0: I enjoy it. I like watching the way he plays. They're also tough. You know, you heard Collinsworth saying Mm -hmm. uh, when Kelsey and Cuzzy 51 were getting into it early, Mm -hmm. long, we're getting into it early, he was like, the Titans say, oh, you want to play tough with us. Okay. We don't mind that. Yeah. And uh, it was actually, I think my wife got a little laugh out of it because you could hear Vrabes almost saying they're like, if they want to fight with us too, we're fine Mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. Like, you could almost hear Collinsworth talking, and they they cut the Vrabel at that exact time, and he had a little smirk on his face. (laughs) as Travis Kelsey and that guy are getting after it. It's like, I would love if I was a fan of a team, and it was like this with Pittsburgh. This is what Pittsburgh used to be. It's cool to be from a city in which the football team that represents your city is known as a bunch of fucking tough dudes. Like, that is is a great thing in the football world to be. Mm -hmm. So, like, people in Nashville, I don't think they know this because, you know, Nashville people are incredibly cool, and I know they're a passionate fan base. That place is loud. They're getting a new stadium. Congrats to that. But, like, they are, I think everybody knows, Hey, we're about to play a fucking tough, t- like, we're about to play some fucking dogs now. This is about to be a fist fight, and they don't care against, they will not do that against anybody. They will fight anybody, and I, I enjoy it. And a lot of people think that kind of style is out. Oh, shit. Ooh. Easy, Mike. That's right.
3: Yeah, That's right, bitch. Just That's like right.
0: A <laughs> That's what being variable <laughs> yeah. do.
5: But a lot of people think that style is out with the new football the new rules there's no style we don't know what any style is look what justin fields is doing like there's no style anymore there's no prototypical player like there's no one way to do it there's many different ways to go about it and the great coaches take whatever their roster is and they build their game plan around it they don't do it the other way they don't try to jam something into players that they are unable to do and that's something going back to the patriots they always talk about former players they're like hey they'll never they'll never ask you to do something that you cannot do like, if you're – whatever you do best, that's what they're going to use you for. And they're they're great at, like, identifying that. And I think Brable comes from that, that Belichick tree, even though he didn't coach for Bill. He played for him for a long time. And I think Bill has a ton of respect for Braves as well. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: I enjoy watching the Titans team. Them being 5-2 and is mind-blowing. I apologize to the Titans fans. And, obviously, their record – since I got on a stage wow. at the end of Broadway, My you know, and, and was had to stick up for myself. Yeah, had, no to. Choice. had oh. to. There's people saying rude things to me mm-hmm. right in the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. They're had saying to. rude stuff to me. More so Reggie than not you. Right. And, and they were talking shit to Reggie. Yeah, yeah They're Reggie. They talking shit to Reggie. They're talking shit to me. What do you what, with one of these in front? What do you want yeah. me to do? What am I supposed to do?
3: Rabel wouldn't just lay down.
0: No way! What am I saying? You're right for booing me. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me in your city. What the fuck am I supposed to Not say? a chance. Get out of here. Anyways, since then, they've really won a lot of games. Oh and they have dominated a lot of teams in the AFC South. And watching them play on primetime, I should have known and expected them to be as good as they are. Even though it sounds like all the negative news that is the only news that kind of comes out of there. About how inept they are at weapons and how they can't do this. It's like... Braves is the reigning coach of the year for a fucking reason, and we always have to remember that. There are some teams we kind of just automatically assume are going to be good because they're coach. Titans need to be in that conversation, and it's an Ohio fuck. Who would have known? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who good for him. Who good known? for Braves. Good for him. Speaking of uh, the team you just talked about, Justin Fields, watching him in that Bears offense. Now, you know, you think about Justin Fields, if he was a Titan, what would they be? But Malik Willis might be that. We have no idea what he's going to become. Maybe they're keeping the guardrails on him because they don't want him to make any mistakes. They know they're going to be in every single game. So maybe it's a really tapered down system for him that allows him to run a lot more than throw, and maybe he'll grow and develop in that, and who knows what's going to happen with Tannehill. He had a pregame workout, and they said it wasn't good enough probably back next week, is what they were saying. We don't know if that's real or not. But Justin Fields is one of those guys where I think he was getting written off. Maybe even by shows like us, we're like, hey, this guy can't complete a pass. This guy seemingly is not going to be in a good situation ever Mm -hmm. in Chicago from how ugly it's been up there for decades now, it feels like. And then now watching him play in a loss, nonetheless, in a loss against the Miami Dolphins, a lot of conversation for the Chicago Bears is, Justin Fields is a dude. This guy is a lot of fun to watch him play football. 178 yards rushing, 130-some passing. Had a dot right there for a touchdown. But if you listen to Zito chat and you listen to Bears fans chat, they're excited to watch the game, right? Like, it's fun to watch the game now. Everyone in Chicago, that's all I can say. It's like, yeah, we lost that game, but it was every time Justin was on the field, you know something's fun's going to happen or something explosive, like what we just saw there. He's electrifying, and Iberflus has been able to turn that into a place that is beneficial for his quarterback very quick are the bears going to be a problem going forward do you like this do you think this is
5: sustainable aj uh, i mean yeah I, I sure hope so And like i said before like there's no prototypical quarterback there's no prototypical any player i feel like in the nfl so i, I like what they're doing man like this dude is so fast I, I just try to think of it as a defender yeah obviously you have your pass coverage you got to do whatever but it, man especially hmm. if you're if you're somebody that has you got coverage but you have to have your eyes on the quarterback like this would just suck like it would it would cause so many issues because not only, Hey, Hey, make sure we, uh we keep this guy kind of hemmed in because he can pull it down. He's faster than our whole team. Well, wow, that's tough to do in a game, especially for four quarters. Like he's just going to make some plays and it's, it is fun to watch as, as he said, I feel like he's, he's brought a lot of juice to uh, Chicago and, I get, are people saying, hey, he's our guy now moving forward to start franchise QB? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I believe they are. I believe oh, it's an exciting time yes. to be a Bears fan, and you're kind of
0: viewing this as his rookie year, almost. I don't think the expectations this particular year are that high. First-year head coach, first-year new system. Uh, Justin Fields is getting no his scumbag first scumbag naggy. Yeah, he's getting his first real sure. opportunity, so they're almost viewing this as a rookie year for Justin Fields, even though he already had one, so that's great expectations too. Like, all right, if we show promise, we show that we're getting better, Bears fans are going to allow us to do so. They're Going to be patient, even if we lose at home, which they did.
5: Yep. They're still like, a,
3: all right, <laughs> kind of a moral
5: kind of a moral victory, even though we don't have those type of things. It's kind of a moral victory, I feel. Like. But I think they're accepting those this year because the Bears
0: fans are like, everything has been so dysfunctional for so long. We'll take moral victories, and I think yep. that the Dolphins are going to be a good team when it comes, yeah. you know, January. Oh uh, yeah, because I think so. Tua has proven, big moments, he plays good. He plays great. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that would really hold back that Dolphins team, we assume Tyreek Hill will be able to show up. He's still a guy. Waddle's played in big moments. The only thing that would hold them back, right, is if they all just lay an egg in mm-hmm. a big game, yeah. if they don't show up in a big game. Tua has proven now, not in the NFL, so I guess I, I cannot guarantee this as a fact, but Tua has shown up in big fucking games better almost than he has in the past, like in other games. Tua is built for the moment if he gets there. That offense with McDaniel and the the chill demeanor that he has, I think is just awesome, especially for the city of Miami and getting it all together. But this offense, Tyreek Hill has already accounted for what triple his contract that they offered him? way too yep. open.
5: He's way too open right there.
0: He's always open. It feels like he oh, has no. he has over 160 yards oh, and like this is a joke right here, dude. That's full a trampoline. Pad. He did that off the of Chicago full pads,
5: He's doing it too,
0: bro. That's Soldier Field. That's like the worst grass of all time. He's doing a trampoline backflip. Pretty much. He's so explosive, so elusive. He adds an element to that offense that no team has that, you know, I guess the Chiefs had had in the past, and they've been able to move past. But Miami having that with Waddle, with McDaniel's brain in the entire thing, I love the Dolphins, man. I enjoy them a lot. They're going to have to get some stops, but once again, that might be Justin Fields being Justin Fields. Because on that 62-yard touchdown, that's a throw that... Justin Fields takes down and makes an anomaly alien type play. Hopefully you get rid of that a little bit, but I love that Dolphins team too going forward.
3: Yeah, and they've beaten good teams. Like it's not like they're beating the Bears every single week. They've beaten the Bills. Ravens. They, they were down twenty eight to seven against the Ravens. Like they've not only, you know, had a lead and held a lead, but they've also come back from massive deficits. And they have the weapons. Like I feel like that's what it always comes back to with the teams that are in it at the end and you've mentioned it before. Like they have two unbelievable wide receivers. Kasicki is a guy. Mostert is a great running back. Like they really can make a run. I think so. Yeah. I am um they traded for Nick Chubb too, uh, Bradley Chubb. But Nick, I mean, Bradley Tyree Hill yeah. yeah. has well, a thousand receiving yards. The guy him who too. they
2: did trade for though, Jeff Wilson, Jeff, oh, in the, in the yeah, answer. Answer. yeah, and oh, it looked really good and was play. and was pissed off about being traded from the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you, he might have a little extra chip on his shoulder moving forward. Love Does it? That. Do you think if they don't have like a home playoff game though, and they have to go play somewhere cold, like late in the season, do you think that changes? <laughs> How they are at all?
0: That was asked this morning, I think, on one of the programs, or last night yeah. on one of the programs. I forget what it was. I don't know. That's they a great question. Right like when
2: they have to go play Buffalo yeah, in Kansas December City. at Kansas City. If you got to play a
5: freezing, cold, ball's windy working. game, like those deep balls aren't going to be great. If it's like a cold, like the wind is swirling, it's no. ten degrees. And no offense to Tua, this isn't his fault. No, it's no. his life that he's lived.
0: Like it's not his fault from Hawaii.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Alabama yeah not used to it SEC oh, cool you know on. you know when the ball, yeah. even the humidity makes the ball a little bit more sticky yeah whenever it is fucking four degrees and dead ass dry which is the worst cold so no cold. snow not even any fucking wind Mm-mm. just bone dry Great. four degrees and gray that is the worst and the ball gets very slick very very slick and very dry uh, a lot of, you know there's gonna be a lot of that, but can he handle it? That's a great question. Can that offense that is just Lambo, 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 Lambo? Quick, quick, quick. Oil, we're in, we're out. Do the elements fuck with them at all? Now Miami adds its own element. Miami's incredibly difficult to run in, it's very humid, it is very miserable, it can be excruciatingly hot mm-hmm. down there. But the cold is a vastly different animal. I hadn't even thought of that until right now. I I- I guess that's bad punditry by me.
1: I found a headline here that Tua uh, plans to simulate cold weather situations this offseason. That was from January of this year because I think they did struggle in um in weather situation. Su- I assume he just held a football in a cold tub.
0: I assume he went into the freezer. They have one of those big freezers probably at the facility yep. mm-hmm. and just played catch in there. You know what I mean? It was like, hey, yo, chef, boom. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Oh yeah, the, but, big, the big walk-in freezers.
0: Oh yeah, like oh, uh, all like Rocky
5: yeah. Balboa boxing yeah. on the couch. Boom. Boom.
0: Hey, oh. who wants to go hang out with two in the big freezer? Hey, oh hey, hey it's your turn. I think hey, boom. he's like, a yeah, guy. Feels like it's coming on my hand. Yeah, it works. I think if I get uh, 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 three licks, really, when it's really, really chilly. Yeah, that's that's probably what he's doing. That's smart. That's smart, yeah,
3: and if they're the five or six seed, it might be in you know Tennessee or Cincy or Baltimore, but also like they could still win the division. There, it's them, the Bills, and the Jets are all six and two, six and three, six and three. Like Josh there's. Allen's elbow scares me, yeah, man.
5: Mm-hmm. yeah, that any one- type of elbow quarterback elbow deal when it gets hit. That thing can last for years, I already like have to buy. I was saying his is at all, but. Ian Rappaport has a tweet about
0: this. QB Josh Allen is likely to be limited this week because of an elbow injury, suffered late in Sunday's loss, but as of right now, it is considered a situation to monitor rather than an ailment that would keep him out of the game, sources say. He's still undergoing tests to be sure. Josh Allen is one of those dudes that I enjoy watching him play football. I really – I had a new guy on a new team parlay uh, with T.J. Hawkinson who had nine targets and nine catches. Uh, Kirk Chains told us about that last hour. I didn't know those were his exact uh, targets and catches, but that's an incredible start for T.J. with the Minnesota Vikings. He did not score a touchdown, so that ruined my parlay. Mm-hmm. But also Naeem Hines only got like one target. He did not get into the end zone. But Naeem Hines joins that team. You would assume that offense would be more – you know, explosive if you add another weapon. They were not. It was uh pretty similar to a situation that they had down in Miami where the offense kind of sputtered a little bit, made some mistakes that you don't expect them to make. Josh Allen was still able to do Josh Allen things because Josh Allen is six foot six and runs a four four or whatever, and he can run people over, two touchdowns running. He was still able to affect the game. But when it came to the passing, I don't know if it was the Jets shutting them down. Sauce Gardner had like nine nine uh Passes defended, a pick, and then a game winner or whatever. I think at the end of it, he's a stud. That Jets defense is unbelievable. But the Bills seem to be out of sorts. Is that the elbow injury? Is it just a down week that's going to happen in the NFL? And what do we think about the mustache, Josh Allen? I love the mustache, personally. I hope it sticks around.
5: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of times guys will usually shave those things after if they lose a game. But, yeah, hopefully Josh Allen stays with it. I, I really do. But the elbow, I know, he, I know I think Ian even said, like, he – he still threw a dart after his elbow situation. But the fact that he's limited, that's another thing with cold weather, too. Your elbow's not going to feel better as the year goes if it's a little dinged up. Josh,
0: I just feels like Josh. Luckily, he's the toughest guy on the planet. Yeah,
5: he's a tough team. son so of a he'd bitch. So he be all right. Yeah, yeah. it
0: feels like uh, you're going to have to – it's an upper body. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like yeah, that's what yeah. he, how Josh Allen's going to view it. But does that change some things? You know, the pinpoint accuracy mm-hmm. that he has displayed that has made him Josh Allen, does that get affected because he has to adjust a little bit? Who knows? Uh, I mean, I guess we yeah. could start judging Listen, it all. We'll just have to kind of wait and see. I have not lost faith in the Bills at all, though.
5: No, at no all. not me. No, at me all. Go. I
0: like the Jets a lot. I think the Jets are a fucking great team. Get a win over Buffalo. Hey, way to go. Way to go, Gary V. Wow. Yeah. Good game, Buffalo. Cool. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh did he post a couple. Six I didn't and see two it. since the receipts thing uh, happened with Robert Sala. Gary V had obviously the receipts motherfucker from the living room. Uh, this past game against Buffalo, he just congratulated <laughs> Buffalo on a good game <laughs> yep. from the crowd. I fucking love that Gary V has been a fan of the Jets nice. when they were terrible, and now that they are good, he's getting to enjoy it and reap the benefit. Go work, Gary V. Good work, Go Gary. Work Gary. Good work, Gary. Congrats on a big win. Congrats on the Jets being much different than the Jets have been for a long time. They got a young group that's ready to get. And on the flip side, I have not lost faith in the Bills at all. I think sometimes weeks like this just happen, and the Jets are a fucking good football team.
2: Yeah, and it seems like Josh Allen, I mean, like, he his arm, he throws it so far and so hard anyway. It's like a pain management thing, I think, where he's so tough. Like, if he can deal with it, I don't think he's going to drop off and we're going to see much difference. And then the Jets, like, they lost Brees Hall and Vera Tucker, and everyone kind of wrote him off. It's like, okay, well, they were a nice story early, but – they lost two of their best players. They're dead for them to turn around and beat the the Bills. Like I, I think they they really have turned a corner, and I think they might be the team that they're kind of in that like no one wants to play them territory because it's it's I think everyone still has like the same old Jets fans do. Yeah, exactly. But well, yeah, you're right. I mean, fans te- have that fa- thought. Teams
0: don't. Teams definitely bad don't. team to play against. Yeah, exactly. Because the team knows what they're about to fucking play. Yeah. But the fans are like, hey, it's the Jets. Yeah. Come on. It's the Jets What are we even And no offense to the Jets We're just telling you What common human instinct is Mm -hmm. To judge somebody If they've been that way 20 years Yeah 20-25 years (laughs) That's just Sorry about it We don't don't make the rules No It's not our fault that's just what natural human instinct is going to be. Yeah.
2: But you win a game like that yesterday, you know that kind of starts to change that narrative a little bit, and it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe you know, it's it's not the same old Jets. Congrats to Robbersala. There you go, hey, baby Bob. Bob.
0: Hey, he said freaking instead of fucking in his post game speech. Seemed natural, so I'm not going to judge him. And also, I, I, everybody that's ever played for him loves him. I did not expect that, though. I did not. I don't well, he
5: probably he probably just censored himself because he knew it was a presser.
0: No, it was in the team. It was a uh, in uh, the locker room. Yeah. He knew
5: he knew the cameras were there. He's got, like, seven kids. Plus, we have, like... You uh, guys have a lot of kids. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Bunch I didn't of know them. that. I think he had one in training camp his first year in New York.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate the good oh, role right. modelness.
3: Yeah. We also have freaking PTSD from... Freaking Frank. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
2: So oh, more hear it. It just keeps yeah. fudging saying freaking. Yeah. yeah. You guys, the first thing Jeff does is kick in the door and say, You fucking up now? You yeah. ready? I think Jeff will be a pretty... Straight laced as well I do
5: Calm. I That'll be awesome Jeff's got to run a team meeting On Wednesday morning For the Indianapolis Colts <laughs>
2: Yeah Is he pulling up the
3: tweet he had?
0: From- Dude he's got to do a press conference 7.30 It was originally at 6pm It has now oh, moved to 7.30pm oh. Zach Kiefer said Ooh, got 7- a Game plan Prime time Right before Monday Night Football kicks off
5: Yes You will be yeah. tuning in Let's To the press go. conference
0: Introducing Jeff Saturday As the Indianapolis Colt The Jim Hersey Business Promotion
5: Continue. Where's it gonna be? Are they gonna put? They get put on ESPN, NFL Network? Or what? They should. Oh, I mean,
0: probably they cut into the pregame show or whatever. Is there
5: a Manning Cast tonight? Is he gonna have Saturday on the?
2: Be- there <laughs> is a Manning Cast tonight, I believe. Count. Get him on. On. okay. Count get on Jeff on. Saturday <laughs> yes. on there.
5: Yes. In Frank's at Frank's desk, game planning. Why he's doing the Manning Cast? Yep. Jesus.
0: Foot up. Hey, it's my office now, Peyton. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Peyton goes, Are you in the office? Yeah. Frank's family photo's still here, but I'm going to get a that out of here. <laughs> what if he is, dude? That'd be amazing.
5: We need that. To we need the Manning Cast. He's probably going to learn the roster, too. Like He's got to learn everybody's oh, name, yeah. like everything. Man, what an awesome change in his life that just <laughs> happened. He's been watching film. Mm-hmm. So you guys weren't knows. talking
0: at that time there? Or yeah. was that just dead silence? No, no, I, no. I know. AJ
5: was saying uh, he's probably got to learn the roster
3: and everything. What a Dude, great time we, in his that's,
0: that's another thing on why it's impossible to be a fan of them right now, which is what I tweeted yesterday. I don't know any of these dudes. Yep. I don't know anybody. I don't, Jelani Woods gets in. He makes a catch. He's not in for another 55 plays. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> had a drop yesterday, I guess. That's it was, but you trade yeah. away the best player. Yeah. The other one is Jonathan Taylor isn't playing. Mm-mm. Defense side of the ball, Shaq Leonard's playing like less than David Bakhtiari is. Yeah. What's
5: the deal? What is that deal with, with Shaq Leonard going in? Like, What's the, what's his, what's the plan for him? <laughs> Bro, I have no idea. I, know, I have no clue what's going on. Hopefully Jeff gets to the bottom of that too.
0: Yeah, he hey, will. You no, were a defense MVP last year. Why, are, why aren't we playing? Is it your decision? Whose decision is it? Well, they've been telling me to rotate or whatever because the other guys are good. sweet. No. Hey, Gus, we need a new defense then put this guy at a joker position yeah. we need him on yeah. the field if if it isn't as let's get him on the field someday. rotating
5: sucks like if he doesn't want to rotate rotating sucks it's just really hard to like get in rhythm i feel like he would
0: i don't know if he wants to i don't know if i think shaq might have forgot who the fuck he is and this is i don't know him that like that i haven't talked to him like that just the quotes that came out mm-hmm. in the way because the how the colts defense was doing whenever he wasn't playing and how good zaire franklin was playing who was playing in his position i think he's friends with zaire franklin so whenever he was was seeing all the success that he was having and at the position he was kind of like hey zaire was a great backup for me i'm gonna try to be a great backup for him and i respect and appreciate that i think that's kind of what's happening by the way he was speaking so i i do appreciate him being a human fucking make a new position for the guy then. come on get him on the field paying him a lot of money get him a- not only that he fucking gets a turnover every time he's yeah, on the field. Unbelievable. Right? Every yeah. time he's on Every, every time, time
5: he's around the ball, ball, I assume he's going to, his super long arms and his pinpoint accuracy, he's going to punch the ball out. That's a good way to Every time way. I see him around the ball. That's a good
3: that's way to win. Somebody did that yesterday. Zaire Franklin, or no, it was uh, Bobby Okariki. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think he punched he one through somebody's arm. It was like a perfect punch. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne.
0: Defense hasn't been terrible. No. Defense has not yeah. been terrible. They have been okay. And that's why, like, if Jeff comes in, and there's just a little bit of production and a little bit of positive mojo, Maybe he's the coach for the long haul. Let's do some overreactions from around the NFL. This morning I sent out a bird call. I said, hey, how you doing? It's a fantastic Monday. That means you're allowed to go bonkers on the internet, and not be judged. No, no. You'll be celebrated. So I said, all you gotta do is use the hashtag BMS. I don't want to overreact. But. And let it all out. And now it is time to do that. Good work, Fox. Let's just get to the first one. Uh, we had a <laughs> we had good timing. It went to number two trending topic in like six minutes. We appreciate you all so much. All right. Oh, yeah. Ty Schmidt went through and picked out his favorites. I will look at them all later while I'm on the John. Let's dabble with the overreaction from Mikey Betts. Hey, Mikey Betts. Hey, Mikey. 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 Take- at at Betts underscore Mikey, hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. But no, 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 no. cards are dead. Mike Bidwell is starting to scarily resemble his damn father. And that's the worst fear for all of Arizona. Bring in Sean Payton. Sean Payton is going to be wanted in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. There's already people in Indianapolis saying bring in Sean Payton. They would seemingly have what Sean Payton would love. A quarterback, a bunch of weapons on the offensive side of the ball, an owner that has spent a lot of money. I don't know what the previously uh, scary ownership looked like with this whole thing. That team went all in. They are, they, it'd be tough to be a fan of them too.
3: They They It would
0: be tough to be a fan of them too, AJ. It's a beautiful city. They've spent money. They seemingly have it all figured out. But they don't. They're not
5: fun to watch. They can't win. What is the? Are they dead? Is old Mikey Betts right? I AJ, I don't know if they're dead, but I have a hard time having any confidence, like picking them. I guess it just seems so weird between Kyler and Cliff. It just seems to be like weird animosity. I don't know. I don't know if everyone's not on the same page. I don't know whose fault it might be. But just like the inconsistency is, it's tough. It's weird. I don't. I don't know who they are.
3: I, I concur.
0: Really I, I feel the exact same way, Connor. What are you going to
3: say? Like I, it said, bring in Sean Payton. I don't know if Cliff is the problem. Like you, we thought this was going to be one of we those. Have no idea.
1: Yeah. No idea. A lot, no of, idea. Yeah. Well, A Kyle, lot Kyle, of fans. Think so. it like that.
3: Yeah. But we, we thought. Yeah, we he thought Kyler was going to come anyway. in and shut everybody up because the entire he conversation is. this offseason was, "Oh, he doesn't watch film. He plays video games." And he's come in, and, and they are. What a two-point conversion away from being one and seven because of the Raiders game. Like they haven't looked good even when they've won games. So it's just been a shit show. A job lot of right people here. blaming Cliff,
0: I think, on the internet as opposed people. to Tyler, but. One way or the other, they're going to have to figure it out because they are disappointing. Yes. And they got swept by the Seattle Seahawks, who might be a wagon. We're not saying they're not, but you see how Cardinals fans think they are dead. 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 Next one, Foxy. This is from Jay Brown at Owen and Ryan's Dead. Oh, congrats on Fatherhood. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. But the Rams better start holding on to some draft picks. This thing is about to be in rebuild mode. Stafford to Cup is the only thing that works. Everything else needs to be blown up. Obviously, the Rams just lost to the Buccaneers, where Tom Brady won 60 yards in 35 seconds with no timeouts to take a lead with 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter and beat the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams have not looked good. Los Angeles Rams are supposed to run it back. to The Los Angeles Rams are supposed to be a real team. This year, in an NFC West that is packed, they have stunk. And it seems like, much to old Owen and Ryan's dad just said, The Jalen Ramsey said, it would be nice if our offense would fucking win a goddamn game every once mm-hmm. in a while. Anytime that starts happening, you know that in the building there's a little bit yep. of chirping. And Sean McVay is not only the head coach, he's the offensive coordinator, so what side does he lie on? Sean McVay is directly tied to Matthew Stafford and Cup and Aaron Donald, allegedly publicly for how long he'll remain the head coach of the Rams before taking a media job that'll pay him like $20 million a year because of how you know young, accomplished, and how great of a speaker he is. It's an interesting situation. We're talking penthouse to outhouse with the Rams very quickly. AJ, how did this happen?
5: I don't know, honestly. And the Jalen Ramsey comment is, I mean, it, it could be nothing. It could be fine if they get it back on track or it could build into something bigger. And, like, the, we talk about a lot, the defense and offense and offense and defense relationship. Like, it's two separate units a lot of times. Guys get along, guys play well together, but you're separate. Like, you do things all day separately almost. And so when you come together in a game and one side, it feels like the other side's not, like, pulling their end, There'll be a little comments here and there, maybe, but if you don't shut it down right away, it can grow into something that it's real, you know. And guys, we say all the time, it only takes one guy to peek, and get in the wrong gap, whatever it happens, and the play is gone. It's it's out the gate, and you see more and more of that when teams start start having like infighting and blaming other people. It's not good, especially at that
0: magnitude. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. is still a free agent. Maybe he comes back and helps that offense, but I don't know why he would pick them Ooh. over a lot of the mm-hmm. other teams that are allegedly interested. Go ahead, Tone.
1: Um- if I I just went through the game yesterday, and if you take out the one play at the end of the half that they had, and the one play at the end of the game they had, they had eight three and outs of tw- on twelve of their drives.
0: That's not good. That's wild.
1: Is his elbow all right, Stafford's elbow?
5: Dude, him the cup seems good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: his O line just
2: stinks. Yeah. But that's the problem too. Is well, yeah. we said that like very early on, it's like the O line stinks, and like that's literally all they do is they just throw it to Cooper Cup, and nothing has changed. Exactly. Oh. And if and if he's not open or he doesn't you know go off and like score. Two touchdowns and open things up. Like, they just don't win because they don't run the ball well. They paid Allen Robinson all that money. He has like fucking eight catches this year. Like, it's literally either, hey, Cooper Cup, we need you to have 18 receptions for 250 yards and three touchdowns, or we're not going to win the game.
1: What a run. What What happened with Cam
3: Akers? That's another thing. Well, he
0: didn't get traded, so they said he's going to come back. Yeah. They said he's going to come back. We're going to try to work him back in there. He must, and if you hear what Jalen said, and then you hear Cam Akers wanted out of there, Let's assume that things aren't all gravy behind the scenes mm. there at the Rams, yeah. no which is way. a shame. Which it's leads hard to in- handle
5: success. You got to yeah. handle success, man. It's tough. Like there's a lot of different people pulling at everybody in different directions, and things. You hit some adversity. We're going to see who they are, I guess. Yeah, expectations change with success. Hell of a run, though, Rams. Yeah, hey, got the Super Bowl. <laughs> good run. They're They out of here. Their number one pick next
0: year is got uh, the Detroit Lions. Have hell yeah. Ooh. I'm sure that'll be a good decision.
1: Always is hell yeah we needed that man. Hey, how'd you have big interception? Yeah, yep. sure.
0: hell yeah, he did. Let's go to the Basically, next level hey, reaction. Hey, what a show. good play. it yeah, was, was. Hell great. of you. Let's go to Justin.
5: <laughs> well, come on, dude. He was. What, am I wrong? Hey AJ, that was that was very. that been a sweet. I mean, how, that would have brought the whole program together if Takatari catches a touchdown, wouldn't it? Well, then would he have played the entire game? If he catches the touchdown early, that's a question. Maybe, it, maybe it would
0: have. You maybe his vibes would have been so high, and the adrenaline from scoring a touchdown uh-huh. would have override or overrode the feeling that his knee. He came back and played with a minute twenty. Did
5: you see that? Yeah. I you don't know. I don't know if it's like he's is. Does he feel like his leg's not strong enough to last the whole game? I don't know. I don't. I'm really curious as what what's going on. You know him though. We don't. Know yeah. Him. yeah. 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 I don't. I mean, I don't. And you've don't had knee problems how many cc's of fluid he's holding in his knee right now. Like, I don't I don't dive that deep. Because he got on that uh, bike, that fan bike, and we saw
0: him oh, yeah. do like the a full – Crossfitters. He did like a full peloton. Oh, Like yeah. a full ride there. I, he had a good sweat on, mm-hmm. and they showed him on there, and then they put him on the injury report, like questionable or out or whatever, and then all of a sudden, last drive, we need it, they showed a huddle and fucking 69's oh. in there. It's like, what happened? Did he get sh- – what happened on the bike and does everybody need to be on this is this a magic bike what happened on the bike how to get back in here that is a weird situation hey you're friends with him i'm a fan of his you're actually friends with him i'm a fan yeah this bakatari stuff is interesting this is very very it is i've never seen anything like this before i don't think especially at somebody this caliber this level and this amount of the salary
5: cap Yeah, I I mean, I just wonder what like what does the future look like if we're going to continue the rest of the season like this? Which you would imagine, right? Unless he can build up enough strength or whatever, feel good enough to stay in the whole lineup. But like, I hope that he is planning for like even I don't know like getting back to being a full time player as soon as he possibly can. Have you ever seen this before? Not like for this extended period of time. No, two years. I don't. Yeah. Well,
0: also, it's crazy. He's so good. He's so good at football, like a game changer for them almost,
5: you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, usually, like, when he's out there and he's healthy, you're like, all right, well, erase that dude because he's got him. Uh, Whoever's rushing.
3: Three and six, though. Like, if they lose two more games, will he just shut it down? Like, what's the point of playing games Mm -hmm. that don't matter?
1: I was going to ask AJ if he's going to the game next week and big Mike revenge game.
0: Are you going, AJ? Were you invited
5: guest of honor? I'm not going to the game, but I am excited. The big Mike coming back to Lambo, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah
0: big yeah. Mike coming back, driving down McCarthy Boulevard, yeah, taking the right. buses
5: right down there to Lambo. Should
0: go. Well,
5: I wonder if what's... he still has his place. Mike has a sweet house there with the Mike's barn. Where, you know, we saw the NFL oh, oh, yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, we seen the
0: base. Mike's apartment. All right, let's go to another. Uh, let's go to an... his apartment. How dare you? What's that? It
1: was a popular it's website. Big house.
0: It's a porn site. Of,
2: yeah, Tony, one of Tony's favorite yeah. porn sites. Oh,
1: what's
0: you bopping?
1: Not recently. I think it's been shut down for a few years.
3: Yeah, they ran out of business once Big Ben wasn't subscribed to it anymore. (laughs) Oh,
0: come on. Jesus, shut down.
3: Exactly. It's a good callback.
0: (laughs) All right, let's go to another overreaction. I'm happy to know I didn't know what that was. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like it had a great run, though. It sounds like he had a great run. At uh, Ginsicki37, Justin Ginsicki has his mouth open with sunglasses on. This guy brings the juice. Yeah. He does. This guy he brings does. the juice. <laughs> Every conversation he comes in, he, he brings it. You know, hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact. But, but uh, there isn't anything worse than being a Falcons fan. At least when other teams think they get blown out like they're supposed to in Atlanta, they tease us until the ultimate collapse. No, it's not raining in Atlanta. That's the tears of us fans, says Justin Gansinkie, who normally brings the juice, today brings the gloom and doom. Aww. You're not the only team. The Lions do this a lot. This is what the Lions are like yep. known for, for like 20-some years. Colts have been doing a lot of this lately, although we got blown out yesterday. You haven't seen it. I don't think you're alone, but I respect how you feel, and it is the worst, because you can't even check out of the fucking game. I've, I've got to experience this with the Colts. Colts have been in games, a lot of them that they lost this year. They've just been in games, and they've looked terrible. They've looked boring. They've looked like they can't do anything and for some reason it's only a one score game or two score game and there's still two quarters left so you can't even fucking check out you can't even be like oh we lost let's move on you have to remain optimistic that something's going to change you have to think that one play that one drive like tom brady had with 35 seconds to go in the game with 60 yards is going to happen and then ultimately it never happens and you go i wasted four fucking hours of my life i can understand where you're coming from justin
5: and we all hated AJ. I mean, that's the life of a football fan, I would imagine. Oh, right? and a bad team.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah, and everyone, if you're a fan of a team long enough, you might, you might hit some rough patches where that's going to happen. But I'd, I still would rather my team be in close games and getting blown out week after week.
0: Yeah, through thick and thin. Not
5: a lot of thick around
0: here.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Bill Belichick yeah. said yeah. Yeah. to the uh, – uh-huh. What do you have to say to your fans who have been with you through thick and thin? Uh, not a lot of thick around here
3: at all <laughs> we've just been yeah. winning the whole yeah.
0: time so you need to relax but you're right most places there is going to be some bad times and a couple of our teams on this stage and this conversation sure. happen to be going through it same with justin ginsinke uh but i think the future of the falcons is bright i think so they're winning games Artie smith
5: seems to be the guy for sure as the head coach
0: i think so jeff saturday is a fucking great head coach we got hope here too uh-huh.
5: yeah
3: but down there in
0: Atlanta, you know, it seems like the future should be bright.
5: Well, and I don't know if it's around,
3: you know, the entire league, but it feels like at least in this office, like we're all rooting for the Falcons. I feel like yeah. that's yes. a little different than yeah. it was in previous years. But that, the way that game ended with the, with the with the fumble to fumble. I mean yeah. that that is that is terrible.
0: Uh, Austin Eckler fumbling, problematic for the Chargers. Need to figure that out. D-lineman fumbling after running 50, 60 yards, 46 yards to give the Chargers a first down and the ball back again. Just t- This is a tough series. 42 seconds left in the fourth quarter, 17-17. Old buddy striding out. He's going to score a touchdown. No, he's not. His thigh is going to knock the ball out of his hand. Oh. Just drops the
5: ball. Just. See ya. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. You oh no. about, about to get stripped right there, too I, I would
0: like to say to old buddy there, yeah, it looked like there's yeah. potential punch coming from the backside regardless. We understand you're a much better athlete than we are. We understand you're better at football than us. We understand at this moment you thought you were scoring a fucking touchdown to beat the Chargers. Yeah. With that being said, you can't fumble it with nobody the, touching it but your forearm.
1: The best oh. part is, too, he, he did return it to out of field goal range, but literally the next play. Justin Herbert just right back in the field goal. And then
0: Cameron Dicker out of the University of Texas kicks his second game winner this year with two different teams in which he has only played for two different teams. (laughs) This guy's (laughs) fallen into the kicker carousel and has showed up both times both for the Eagles and for the Chargers. Excited to see what he does going forward, but you're not alone in thinking that, Gensinkie. Let's go to the next overreaction. Uh, Let's go to Ty Kleins.
2: I don't know who this is. Ty. Is this –
0: Hashtag BMS, I don't want to overreact, but it's over. Cancel the season. The Jets accountants have all their receipts tucked away, and they're about to run the table. Gary V, Salah, Douglas, all the boys over there in New York playing for the young team playing great football. I don't know what they're going to do this season. Keep the receipt there if they end up doing great. I apologize for saying the Indians probably ain't going to fucking win shit this year. That really matters. Although, you're going to win a lot of games. You're going to have a hell of a run. I see wild card potentially in there with a loss inevitably to somebody, which is a shame. But the young core there is only proving to be great. Next year, they're going to be even better. Salah's all the way back. I fucking love what the Jets are up to. And it seems like Jets fans are excited as well, which is a first, I think, for a long time.
5: Oh, I think it's definitely the Jets fans are juice. And, and I feel like it's so valuable to get a guy like Sauce Gardner in first round. He comes in, steps in from day one, and he's a lockdown corner. Like, the, And he's playing with a ton of confidence. I know he got a pick yesterday. Like, having somebody like that is huge for your defense. Now, obviously, you have a lot of players around him that are very good, too. But, man, when you hit – on a corner in the first round, and he comes in and he's going to be a cornerstone for a long time. Like It's got to be a good feeling.
0: Well, it's a standard setter for the next draft class. It's a standard setter for this draft class. Like, hey, this is what our guy's doing. And they hit on both. Wilson's doing good things as well. I, know, I, know. I mean, they hit. They have hit All on. All of
2: them. Farrah Tucker, before he got hurt, was unbelievable. Brees Brees Hall. Hall. Like, they they slaughtered the draft this year.
0: Congrats to the Jets. Excited to watch the Jets the next 10 years. Yeah. Honestly, excited to watch it. Who knows what they're going to do a quarterback?
3: Yeah, it's really – it's every team in the AFC East except for the Patriots where it's like, oh, wow, they have a lot of young talent. And granted, the Patriots still had Bill, so it it isn't as big of a deal. People still
5: high on Mac? Uh, No, not at all. No? Really? Really? Yeah. They want Bailey? They want Zappi already? I don't yeah. know if
3: they're high on either of them. I don't think you can look at either of those guys and then look at the other young quarterbacks around the NFL and say, like, oh, yeah, they can hang with Josh Allen and Mahomes and Burrow and even Tua now. Cause Lamar. Yeah. Lamar. And granted, you know, maybe you get Mack uh, a Lambo like someone who is – A complete game changer where you can just get the ball in their hands and they can take off because he's never had a guy like that. But, no, I don't think anyone's high on Mac. Might become
0: more readily available, these wide receivers that are unbelievable. One-on-ones and seven-on-sevens are changing the game. You look at all the young DBs out there right now that are drafted high. These guys that have been doing one-on-ones for content. For the last mm-hmm. five, six years?
5: Seven on seven leagues all around the country? Yeah. Ballers.
0: Oh, yeah. Wide receivers? Ballers. These young guys are very, very good. I think we need to start recognizing that as well as we continue. Because a couple of years ago, whenever a young draft class came through and they were unbelievable wide receiver, I was like, hey, you know, they make content out of, like, working on routes. Like, that's, like, what they do to get over. Like, that's what they – they've been getting applauded for working harder. Yeah. Yeah from a younger age they've been getting more reps more practice there's content to be made of them competing against each other doing the exact thing they'll be doing for a profession later like they're being encouraged to get better at a much younger age by everybody not just like a coach or a parent but the entire world's like "Ooh, that's nasty and now everybody's chasing like that work i think that is going to have a ripple effect into the talent level at these positions I think we're starting to see it. I think it's only going to go forward. So I think the Lambo that you're looking for, I think there's going to be a lot of them coming into the NFL. I, I think weapons and DBs coming into the NFL are going to yeah. be much better than they have ever been in the past, and I think it's because of the seven-on-seven, one-on-one shit going on in the internet, personally. Yeah, so if they're,
5: they're playing against the, the top-tier competition from, like, age 12 on. Every weekend every single weekend there's still like those guys have a lot of pride it's all being filmed like it's pressure situations for them i know it's 7 on 7 but still like they want to win you see everything like they're competing and it's a big deal like that whole circuit and they're they're also being coached better too there's all these different coaches around them and high profile people and execs like it's it's a different world i feel like and if you get dunked
0: on you're going to get exposed mm-hmm. to millions yeah. of people as a high schooler you get you get yammed on as a high schooler a db everybody's going to see it db hovers over your head bats it down dances in your face millions of people are going to see that on the internet so the mental toughness that these dudes are getting like you know like everything not even just the skill they can handle
5: it like they can get beat in the play they get in the nfl you can get beat it's obviously like one-on-one you get beat and they can come back and get a pick the next series because they've been there like they've been through it they know like one play at a time doesn't matter short memory been embarrassed and on the flip side, have yammed on somebody
0: mm-hmm. like that. I think yeah. it's just all good. I think it's all good when it comes to the skill position. So maybe Bill finds a couple up
3: there. Yeah, I mean, he's done great with the corners. And we were sending stuff into the group yesterday. I think Sauce Gardner, Derrickston, the junior, Jack Jones for the Patriots. I think one of the Seahawks corners Woolen? Yeah, well, was Tariq. Yeah, Tariq. Woolen? Yeah, mm-hmm. Tariq. They, I don't think done. any of all of them rookies. I don't think any of them have given up a touchdown.
1: I know. I think it was Kobe Bryant. I think it was the other corner. Kobe Bryant. The other yeah, the rookie, other rookie corner. corner. That's just, uh,
0: yeah, Yeah, it's unbelievable. All right, let's get to the last overreaction here as we've had an incredibly active Monday, November 7th. Here's from Tim Killian at Killian Tim. Seems to have a great family and very happy. Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact. But? but? KOC deserves coach of the year, and he's barely being talked about. With largely the same team as last year, the Vikings have gone from irrelevance to prominence by unlocking Turk's final iced-out form, Ooh. Super Bowl bound. Oh, he's, yeah. he's talking about Kevin O'Connell from the Los Angeles Rams, which... Might be a part of their offensive woes yeah, this year in the Rams. Mm-hmm. Might be. Uh, we were saying the same thing about the Niners early, although it seems like Shanahan's going to be able to figure it out with the loss of McDaniel, who's now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Kevin O'Connell leaves the Los Angeles Rams to become the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. I don't even. I think he missed the parade that uh, Los Angeles. He, did. he was out of there immediately afterwards. He was a part of their offense, offense coordinator, offensive scheming. Vikings are having a lot of success now. Close games, battling. I understand that. Rams not having a lot of success on the offensive side of the ball. KOC maybe should be talked about a little bit more when it comes to Coach here and his valuableness because you look at what happened when he left somewhere and you look at what has happened as soon as he arrived. KOC seems to be a dog. And once again, I heard a mic'd up segment from last week. He says fuck.
5: So (laughs) I am a massive fan of his. I, I guess we didn't – why don't we talk about him? I mean, we don't really talk about Coach of the Year, but we talk about great coaches, and we, we mention him a lot. I guess on the national stage or like all these programs you watch a lot in the mornings, are they talking about O'Connell? First year, Coach, who knows what's going to happen. Early in the season, everybody better got to prove it in the playoffs. they got to prove it in the playoffs. I think people are waiting for that. That's
0: all- why nobody's talking about it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's what we're saying. I'm just saying that is why the standard conversation isn't that, because the thought about Kirko
2: mm-hmm.
0: is, wow, it doesn't – it's Kirk. First-year head coach, it's the Vikings. NFC North is normally Green Bay Packers' uh, conversation. There's not a lot of conversation out of the NFC North other than the Packers normally because they're probably going to go on a run. So I think that is why you don't hear about it as much. But I agree with old Cousy right there. Kevin O'Connell's loss in L.A. has been felt and his presence in Minnesota has been felt. One very good, one very bad. I'm a big fan. And he came on this show and gave us a great interview.
2: Yeah, and I think just the the thing that's hurting him the most is you look at Sirianni, like the Eagles are eight and zero. Like he's, he, you know, he's kind of like the everyone's darling right now. Same deal with you. Look at how how much the Colts offense is struggled. It's pretty apparent. Like, yeah. oh, he had his fingerprints all over that. Like, so I think that's probably part of the reason too why you're not hearing a bunch of stuff for KOC to be head, uh, you know, head coach of the year. I know
0: we have Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. I know that we're very lucky to do such, and can't wait to chat with Aaron tomorrow and hear, you know, his thoughts on a game in which he threw three interceptions that never ever happens, nope, it yep. seems like. A couple of them, certainly his woes, too, and I think he acknowledged them yeah, after he, the game, yep. so I'm excited to hear you know that conversation, but a lot of people automatically associate us as a Green Bay Packers show. I mean, we have a A.J. Hawk jersey right here, but right next to it is a Minnesota Vikings jersey because I think since the beginning of the season, watching how many weapons they had, how Kirk had been playing, yep. how Kevin O'Connell was on this show, how Kirk was on this show, I had a good feeling about the Vikings, so I would like to say, I think we've I think we have talked up the Vikings a good bit here. I think we have, right?
5: Darius Smith comes over, and the dude's a monster still. Like, yeah, their defense is playing well. Kirk mentioned their defense when he was on earlier today. Yeah, yeah, man, they got something going right now. It seems like fun. Also,
1: we often give props to that hilarious legend, Victor the Viking.
5: Love Victor.
0: I fucking love Victor the Viking. How do you boys feel about Victor the Viking, the ones who he has
2: just dunked on? I I think he's kind of an asswipe, but I respect it. I, I can't it, wait I to smack him, him in the mouth.
0: Foxy hates him. Zito hates oh, hey, him. I respect
2: it. I just say ride a
1: motorcycle out like the cool mascot. Whoa! And- yeah. 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 Anyways, Victor,
0: I, I assume you could ride a motorcycle if you wanted to. You yeah. didn't want to catch his fur on fire. Yeah. yeah. What are you thinking? This is. I did love say he was, he
2: was dressed like Marty McFly on Halloween. That was really cool. That's sweet. I love Victor. Yeah. I feel like is we Marvel going to up- be there. Will Marvel be there for uh, Jeff's grand opening?
5: I think
3: Jeff has a brain, so he'll probably say, "Hey, we're done with that little shit." I what I hope Jeff
0: does say like, yeah. hey, we can't have Times Square fucking superhero show <laughs> yeah. in front of seventy thousand people. Yeah.
3: Spider
5: Man might be calling the plays. <laughs> can't,
0: I doubt it. You've seen Spider Man. That was the most <laughs> gar- yard sale Spider Man yeah. I've ever seen in my life.
2: That would be a power move if he brought in Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, next home game.
0: This one's for Jeff. <laughs> <Ooh>. Oh, <laughs> this one is for Jeff Sarian, the head coach. Hell yeah. Mm. Boom, Jeff! <laughs> Press conference 7:30 Eastern. Can't wait to hear what Jeff says, Jim Irsay, <laughs> and everything happening in <laughs> Indianapolis. Obviously, tonight's Monday Night Football My matchup huge. needs to be chatted about. We need to make our picks. The Ravens, who are sitting at five and three, are traveling to New Orleans. Look for their fans to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Tonight will be electrifying in the Big Easy. The Saints are three and five. The Ravens favored by one and a half. Over/under at forty-six and a half. AJ, you beat me this past weekend pretty good there's no way i can get back into this thing congrats on that let's end week nine with a hit what are you thinking
5: i'm thinking ravens minus one and a half all night gus is out yep mark andrews is out mark
0: andrews is out for the ravens there's a lot Mm -hmm. of injuries for the ravens Mm -hmm. on this monday night football matchup here uh lamar's playing so that should be enough you would think saints i don't like
5: andrews being out
0: Me neither. likely was good last week. Yeah, Isaiah
3: Likely was a dog.
0: The backup, yeah, Likely eighty. Yes, Yes. Mm -hmm. rookie. Okay, what do you think? You like the Ravens? Yeah, I'm sticking with the Ravens. All right, I am as well. Hammer Don is in 15 minutes. We can't thank you enough for joining us today. Over 70,000 people were watching at one point. Holy nice. hell. A lot of people. We're so incredibly lucky. We're so incredibly thankful. We'll be back tomorrow with an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Talks at the table. Great work. Everybody in the back, fantastic job. Big thanks to Ian Rappaport and Kirko Cousins joining us. And big thanks to all of you for spending time with us this afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. What will he say?
2: I can't wait. Yeah, we'll
0: find out. Wow, what will Jeff Saturday say? What will Jim Mercer say? What will we say about it all? We find out in about 20 hours and 42 minutes. Goodbye. Say something nice to somebody. Take care.